What can we expect from season Thank you for being here tonight. Uh, we saw a lot with your character last season, kind of trying to, like, processing grief, processing the loss of a DBPS4. What can we expect from season five? five. Welcome to Dan and Bravo, a podcast news magazine, a cultural platform that unveils the most impactful cultural moments of a single year. And the year in question, this episode is 1900. And 90 Forest Gump. <laughs> Short for, well, we can shorten that to 1994. Yes. Right. Um, but Forrest Gump, we'll be talking about him all episode long. I thought you were going to say Forrest Gump was short for something like Forrester Gumption. <laughs> yeah. Well, you thought wrong, buddy, because it's not what I said. <laughs> you guys ever go to uh, uh, Bubba Gump, uh, Bubba Gump Shrimp, the like the uh, the chain no, restaurant? Never, it's never a, been. I went there once. I went once in Florida. Me too. Oh, you too? Uh, when did you go? <laughs> um, oh, the high school trip to Disney. Um, we, I think I think we went to Bubba. Yeah, yes, we went oh, to Bubba cool. Gump trip. <laughs> I went with my family a little bit after that, I think. Or maybe a little bit before that. Maybe a year be a year before. 06. Okay, so I was in 07. Um, okay. It's delish. <laughs> it's delish. I mean, I just love the soundtrack there. Yeah, the food is very um, boomer. Skinner. <laughs> the food is boomer. <laughs> it's boomer the food. The food is very, food. It's very boomer. The food... <laughs> It's just like elevated TV dinners. It's just like like a it's like basically that, but just cooked a little bit, a little bit better. Ima uh, imagine yeah. all the entrees. It's a, it's a reference to the, the movie. I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Brandon, did you understand that reference? No. John Lennon. Okay. So John Lennon. Remember, he says, "Imagine." Oh. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It is a reference, and people got it all over the that world. That is so hyper-specific. <laughs> Just imagine the entrees, and I'm supposed to think of John Lennon when you say this I sentence. imagine all the entrees. <laughs> all right. God. This is... If you would have sung it as the song, yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry, I get I should, it. I should have said, imagine all the entrees. Yeah, or an accent. <laughs> like, give me a little something. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> what are that? Let's do that. Imagine um, all the entrees. Well, listeners, you should imagine take, take what was what night. You don't no longer have to imagine <laughs> what 1994 was like because we're about to uh, really give it to you. We're going to show you 1994. 1994. 1994. 1994. Only for 1994. <laughs> You can get all of Dan and Bravo 1994. 
Yeah, get the complete <laughs> archives on the floppy disk. Um, uh, I'm presenter Brandon. Uh, I'm excited to talk about 1994. Uh, no, no, I'm moderately excited to talk about 1994. <laughs> this is a year that I don't really have a lot of... Um, there aren't a lot of like cultural uh, pinpoints I can think of off the top of my head. There's a few things I don't want to spoil because it may be one of your guys' segments or something, okay. but... Not a year that I, off the top of my head that I'm like, oh yeah, 1994. Probably because it was right before kindergarten, so I was in my, uh, you know, preschool world. True. Um, my issue with '94 is there's a few overly talked about things, right? That like at least within my categories, as uh, presenter Danny, by the way, presenter number two. Mm-hmm. This is Dan and Brave presents. I don't think we've actually said the name of the show, like the pod, the whole podcast. Right, right. This is Dan and Bravo. Uh, one of right. our formats on Dandon Bravo, Dando Bravo, Dando Bravo presents <laughs> on Dandon Dando, <laughs> Dando Calrissian, uh, Dando Bravo presents. Uh, yeah, Dandon Brave presents the whole uh, community of podcast. But I will say, Brandon, '94 to me is I always look at it as like a huge movie year in particular. Yeah, yes. I guess yeah. I meant more in terms of what movie. happened in the world, like I, I like in terms of movies and stuff. Yeah, like the, that's the thing that I remember the, or know the most about. But other than that, um, all right. And then we have presenter number three, and I am presenter number three, Dave Cologne. Um, you might recognize my voice as the first voice you heard on this episode and for my John Lennon impression uh, <laughs> that was flawless <laughs> it was great <laughs> it was great it's one of your best impressions I'm glad you you took it out of the shed and and brought it uh, to the stage I guess I also um, did Jenna too in the beginning <laughs> Forrest Gump you did that was me doing Jenna Jenna this show is is like Dave said, it's a cultural magazine. It's a pop culture magazine show. Uh, we're going to talk about all of the topics from the year: food, weather, uh, maybe a little bit of movies and and uh, other stuff that you know about or care about, but mostly the other stuff. Yes. Yep. This year is kind of like a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> oh man! Still, huh? <laughs> just really do you um i'll jump in do you guys think at uh at bubba gum shrimp they serve uh lieutenant dan ice cream <laughs> hey you should be called L- lieutenant dan for this episode oh yeah that's how did i yeah, miss that yeah okay that's it's, fine i'll happily be lieutenant dan these guys are forrest gump haters they haven't said it on the show yet but they are <laughs> I want to let let it be known now they're Forrest Gump hate, haters. Well, before they hate I it. before I address that, I just want to say, Dan, I don't know if that idea has any legs, so I think you should uh, abandon that right now. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, uh, I'll happily be uh, Lieutenant Dan. He's you the, should abandon the best part of that movie. The Bubba Gump boat, shrimp boat, <laughs> abandoned ship, abandoned ship. Yeah. yeah, I haven't rewatched the abandoned movie. Abandoned the ship. Uh, abandoned shrimp. Abandoned shrimp. Shrimp. <laughs> My name shrimp is shrimp. my name is a Brandon Shrimp, and uh, I'm only <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm only five seven, five seven and a half at the beginning of the day, but you shrink. Um, uh, yeah, I think uh, any any other things? Any other? Do you have any more uh, Gump jokes up your sleeve, well, Dave? Uh, well, I just wanted to quickly say, like, for the you know, a lot of the listeners, well, 
all the listeners, it's audio. I don't think we put this on YouTube. Do, do we put this on YouTube? Have you ever put Bravo on YouTube? Hell no. It's too long. Okay. Um, I, I just don't know because we record all these things on Zoom. I guess it's for the backup right, audio. True. So true, true, true. But for the podcast listeners, Dave's background is Forrest Gump right now. <laughs> Cannot see his face because yeah, his of face like, is like just it is so in. distracting. Like I just want to point this out because of like on Zoom. Sometimes if you don't have a good enough camera, you know if you have a zoom background your face gets like melded into the picture dave's face actually it's a little better right this second but for a while there it's just <laughs> melded into the white jacket that forrest gump wears on the bench yeah so it's like very mm-hmm. terrifying it's kind of terrifying what's happening with dave's face and it's very <laughs> so it's gonna be hard to do this this show with that um i want to i want to challenge you dan because no one else in your life will do that to you but i will <laughs> <laughs> wow Respect. You need a little kick in your ass, and I'm willing to do that. Step ump to the plate, <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't have any more Forrest Gump bits yet, but I'm sure they'll. As I keep remembering parts of that movie, I'll keep sprinkling sprinkling them in. Right. Nice. But, oh, I, oh, my stance on Forrest Gump is that it's a classic movie, but it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like I do enjoy it, but it's not like actually a good movie. I've just never met anyone um, in my life that has said Forrest Gump sucks. I, I've never met anybody in my life. It's kind of a life. dumb movie. But it's a classic character, and it's a great... Um, I mean, I think it's so important to our culture. No, no, you don't. I do. That's why I keep saying stuff about Forrest Gump. It, I mean... It is like the it is like the ultimate like Americana movie, like for especially the boomer generation. But it's right. like... It's stupid. I will say I do I do I mean I disagree wholeheartedly, but I like that you guys are haters. I think it makes for a more interesting show and conversation. So Right. Um, I'm a hater, but I'm also an appreciator. It's a well made movie. It looks great. Yeah, again, yeah, like, it looks so good. Actually, you know what? We're done talking about Forrest Gump. It's not even the movie segment. Let's yeah. let's go on to the weather. The weather. Damn, damn, damn. What kind of weather was in the movie Forrest Gump? Wasn't there a rainstorm? There was a yeah, lot. The big yeah. Ra- yeah. Was, All right, so bring it back to Forrest Gump. <laughs> Each segment. I'm down, yeah, we can easily. I mean, because it, it goes through different. In like, Vietnam, when he's on, when he's in Vietnam, there's a is it a rainstorm? There's like there's multiple rainstorms. He says like the rain came from above and even below me sometimes. Right. From the side because it like splashes off the mud puddles that they're right. walking through. So there's a lot of rain in the movie, um, for sure. A lot of sunshine. Don't remember much snow or any other. No, not, re- not really a snowy movie. Right. Um, How about you talk about the weather from 1994, though? You sure you don't want me to go more into Forrest Gump weather? <laughs> I'm, I'm very so familiar sure. with the movie. I've seen I'm it a lot. So One sure. of my favorites. Okay. Um... Okay, so 1994 had the storm of the century. No, no, <laughs> oh, come <just> on. No, no. <laughs> I wish. Um, no, so what the basically the um, my research consists of the first result that comes up when I search for 1994 weather, and the first result to come up <laughs> is uh, the 1994 North American cold wave. Oh, so, yeah. So it's a. Uh, a literal giant wave that was freezing cold that destroyed the eastern seaboard in North America like in deep impact. That's the cold wave. Really? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I was a no. little boy. I don't remember much. Cold wave. My parents like, shielded me from 
all the dangers of the world back then. So, right. <laughs> okay. Um, so the 1994 North American cold wave it occurred over the Midwestern U.S., Eastern U.S., and Southern Canada during uh, January of '94. The huh. U.S. experienced its coldest temperature month since February 1934. Oh, so this was. Just a record cold month uh, in the United States. You have over 100 deaths directly tied to this cold weather. Um, and then I've got just a bunch of kind of random locations and, um, <laughs> and temperatures that were, that were happening. Shout them out. Yeah, yeah shout them out. So, uh, uh, dun, 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 dun. Can we guess if, the if, temperatures? Um, if, if Danny um, mentions one of your towns, listeners, if he mentions one of your hometowns, during this uh, cold wave shout out section, give us a shout out on yeah. Twitter at Dan and Brave. Give us a cold wave. Give us yeah. a cold wave. Do it. Send us a gif of you waving coldly at us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like just like uh, or a like video. A- yeah, um, but uh, it is interesting that this cold wave happened right after the Cold War ended. I was just gonna say, are you sure you didn't misread Cold War? <laughs> Well, no, because the Berlin Wall went down in what, 91? 91. So, here we go. A few years after that, the cold wave starts. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Very cold January. So, you have January 16th, Watertown, New York. Uh, (laughs) Frozen Watertown. Yeah, more like Frozen Watertown. But this was specifically (laughs) recorded at the International Airport in Watertown. Like... A lot of these temperatures are from airports. I, like, uh, um, so it was an all-time record low. Do you, um, if I ask you guys to guess each of these, it'll this will take so long. I'm yeah, not going to do that. No, yeah, don't ask. Negative 43, negative 43 degrees Fahrenheit in Watertown, New York. Yikes. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine that. Um, I can't imagine that. <laughs> Imagine. Observed its coldest January on record. So as, as a month, that was Watertown's coldest. Since 1893, it was a mean temperature. So Oof. in more ways in more ways than one, mean temperature of uh, 5.39 degrees Fahrenheit. That's like the, the average for the whole month of January. Oof. So terrible, terrible place to be. Um, I like 1893 because it's also 90s. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, next season. Next season, the 18. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Syracuse, New York, um, yeah. specifically specifically Hancock International Airport. Again, with these airports, um, recorded a monthly mean temperature of 12.6 degrees Fahrenheit. You've got Washington National Airport, which is later renamed to Ronald Reagan Washington National Airport. Record low max temperature for the 20th century. Of eight degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, let's see, Columbus, Ohio. Oh, I-, I wanted to say, uh, Syracusing me of being cold. Syracusing me. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, long show, long show. I was just gonna hope. I was well, I know. Trying to r- <laughs> race through long it. Trying to trying to because it's a lot. Trying Columbus, to- Ohio, saw a record negative twenty-two degrees Fahrenheit. Um, Erie, Pennsylvania, Ooh. negative 18, Oops, negative 18 in Erie. That's some uh, spooky temps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, all right, Dave, what do you have to say about the name of this town? <laughs> New White New White Land, Indiana. Hmm. Well, don't like the name of it. I feel like I wouldn't belong there. Um, hmm. Bad name. Don't like negative, it. Negative 36. Negative 36. Negative 36? Yeah. Not that cold. <laughs> um, why did this happen? I, I don't know, Brandon, but that's not really what I do in this segment. It's okay. not about the why. It's just about listing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. Here's a local. Why? why did this happen? <laughs> a local. Some uh, local action. Sussex County, New Jersey. Hey. Um, negative 26 degrees. That was the lowest temperature that it got to. This sucks. Um, that sucks. <laughs> Uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, record low, negative 22 degrees. The pits. Um, Akron, Ohio, record low. <laughs> record low in Akron, Ohio, negative 25. Yeah. <laughs> what about Akron, Dave? Akron? Uh, Ak- Akron? 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 <laughs> Things are Akron now in Akron. Ak- Akron. Well, um. Let me have some. Let me spend some time on that, and then I'll come back to you. Yeah, that's good. About um, <laughs> January sixth to the seventh, um, Lake County, Minnesota, set records for the largest snow in one day, as well as the most snow what, in one storm. What does that storm. mean? Though? Largest snow, like the, the snowflakes are larger. Could be. Or uh, it's likely inches on the ground would okay. be my assumption. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it could be largest individual flakes, maybe. <laughs> So, uh, hey, if you're uh, if you were in Lake County, Minnesota, you better use head and shoulders. Yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> you're causing a lot of large flakes out there. Yep. Uh, okay. And then finally, Maine had its coldest month since January 1934. Excuse me, since February 1934. And its coldest January since 1920. And then Vermont had its coldest winter since 1958. And New Hampshire and Maine, their coldest since... 1976 and 1970. Uh, great, great facts. So um, that's uh, that's Danny's weather segment. Uh, with uh, oh, you know what? I didn't even say my name because I was so focused on oh. these spitting out these facts. I'm Weather Dan. Right. Still, still Lieutenant Dan. Also, don't forget. But yeah. this individual segment, I'm Weather Dan, and I'm also Precipitation. Because your last name right. is Stinson. Yes. People might not know that. Don't care. And you are our resident meteorologist, and uh, we're going to be going from meteorologist to meteorologist because I'm going to talk about some food. Damn, 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 damn. Um, except specifically, not food. Uh, I mean, what? sorry, not not <laughs> not meat. <laughs> sorry, not meat. Um, oh, oh, you, oh! I get it. The Beyond Burger debuts. Yes, we're talking about. Is it true? No. Um, would have been not the perfect true. segue. Also, it's also not food. <laughs> it's beyond food. So, yes, my name is Brandon. I'm going to talk about some food of the year. Now, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about a restaurant. Wait, why, don't, why aren't you like Chef Brandon, maybe? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Chef Brandon. Uh, Chef, Chef Duzio. How Chef about Chef Duzio? Chef Boy. <laughs> Instead of Boy RD, Chef Boy. Yeah, I'm Chef Boy, and we're going to talk about Arby's today. So I'm Chef Boy RB. Um, oh, uh, hell oh yeah. okay. Nice. Chef Boy RB's. Like 
like a fast food chef. I love it. Right. Yeah. Uh, except I'm not talking about uh, Arby's today. Today we're going to talk what about. What the hell's <laughs> going on? Damn it. <laughs> Fake ass. Trip? Trip at least? Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, nope. He's going to name all the shrimps about <laughs> listed in yeah. Forrest Gump by All Bubba. the different types of, of shrimp. Uh, no, we're going to be talking about Epcot Center. Oh. Uh, Relevant. We were just talking about Disney yeah. and Bubba Gump Trump. So. Uh, <laughs> and Aladdin be, last year, right? Uh, we're going to be talking about <laughs> a thing that maybe you guys have uh, been to. Uh, I know I have. I have very vague memories of this. Uh, food mm. Rocks. Do you guys know about this? What? No. Food, food rocks? rocks? Food Rocks. Yeah. No. So, like... No, no. Uh, I think I went to it, it when I saw it. it like c- kind of clicked a memory, but maybe I've just seen pictures of it. I don't really remember because I, I, it opened in in Disney uh, in '94, and that's around the t- around the time that I went. I went a couple times, like in the early '90s. Um, Food Rock is kind of like the mid '90s. A, uh, We've approached the mid yeah. <laughs> the mid '90s. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love this debate. <laughs> Uh, Food Rocks is an animatronic attraction. It's a musical stage show at Epcot Center. It's oh. called Food Rocks. And uh, it's based around a character called Food Rapper. And it's F-U-D-U-U with like the, it's not an umlaut, but whatever the whatever the uh, inflection notation is for F-U-D to be Food Rapper. And it is voiced oh. by Tone Loke. Wow. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so it had a whole stage show. Now I will play some clips. Uh, I don't, but it, the thing is that it's very long, Excellent. so I don't, you know, I don't want to play the whole thing. And I'll kind of talk about some of the other um, attractions after this. But Dan, uh, I, I don't know about you. When I heard Food Rocks, I thought it was like pebbles and minerals and rocks that you like food that just looked like that, and then people ate it like as a, like a as a trend or something like my pet rock now it's my food rock and i'm not even kidding i thought that's what it was dan what did you think it was like this i was trying to come up with some kind of a thing where like the name of like a band or artist that could also be a food i was going to say like oh, here's a food rocks i couldn't think of well, anything like stay tuned maybe like because that's what this okay. is about um, okay great can you guys <laughs> see the screen i do see the screen i yeah. do i really do yeah yes Okay, let's see if the sound works here. I'm just going to play a little clip here. Ladies uh, and gentlemen, the peach. Too loud, too loud. Uh, oh, nice. Right, food vibrations. No, the, the peach boys, they're called. Yep. <laughs> Take different fruits performing. They should all be peaches, though. I see an apple. The one looks like a penis. A food nutrition. So that is the, the Peach Boys with good nutrition. Oh, good nutrition. Okay. I can't tell what the I can't I can't tell what the one guy is. It just looks like a penis straight up. Oh, I think he is a penis. <laughs> yeah, it's a penis fruit. <laughs> uh, cock fruit. Um, no, it's a pear. <laughs> That's a pear. Yeah. Okay. I see an orange. That's a pear. Picture. A pair, a pair of testicles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Here's a. Here's another one. <laughs> I think about 
Low fat milk. So this is uh, the refrigerator police is the name wow. of the group, uh, and the song nice. is Every Bite You Take. Nice. Um, <laughs> Excellent. Okay, just a, just a couple more because th- 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 these are some of my favorite ones. Some of them get weaker as they go on. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Deeper here's a uh, here's a, here's a great one. Oh shit. That's so good. Okay, this is Eater Eater Gabriel. This is Pita Gabriel. Pita with high fiber. I guess is what they are saying instead of sledgehammer. High fiber. fiber. I like that it's not That's really direct, good. some of these. Well, yeah. Also, yeah. is it live animatronics, or is this just like a, an animation on a screen? No, it's, it's animatronics. These are yeah. all animatronic things yes. on, a, on a stage. On a stage, yeah. Like a, like a Chuck, Chuck and cheese, cheese type. Cool. So this is uh, food rapper with always read the rapper, uh, you know, parodying funky cold <laughs> Medina. Always read the rapper. Um, so some of the other ones are not going to play anymore because they keep going. But there's um, some of the names that they come up with for the artists. Are, so like they do share the Shoop Shoop song. If you want to know, it's in his kiss. The artist that they is called the Soul of Rock and Roll. S O L E. Don't really know how that correlates to share, um, but uh, the the song that they parody for uh, "It's in His Kiss" is "Just Keep It Lean." Then they have a fictional group called Richard. Okay, Richard, who is a parody of Little Richard. They just went with Richard, and the song what? is called. Tutti Fruity. They didn't change anything there except drop Richard. What? Great. Um, Couldn't get the rights. Yeah, Neil Sadaka. Breaking up is hard to do. They changed to Neil Moussaka, which is like a Greek dish. Yeah. Um, the song is <laughs> called Vegetables Are Good For You. Uh, Chubby Checker moves to Chubby Cheddar uh, for Let's Exercise instead of The Twist. Um, and then there's an original <laughs> band called The Excess. Basically, the plot is a metal band overtakes... Um, the kitchen and like each junk food i guess um mm. awesome so then aretha franklin respect slash the pointer sisters okay no the song is okay this is this is a weird one the song that they're parodying is aretha franklin respect and the song is called just a little bit instead but the name of the artist is the get the point sisters okay <laughs> um, mashup of artists and song yeah and then they do an entire the entire cast uh, parody Bohemian Rhapsody doing choose before you chew. Um, so just wanted to, to uh, showcase that that big in food news in 1994 this animatronic ride called uh, Food Rocks uh, featured an Epcot. Love it! I would have loved it as a as a <laughs> child. Yeah, that would have been a fun and thing. And as now, yeah. I would have loved it even more now. Actually, yeah. Uh, 
Same. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like Peter Gabriel. I like the guy's voice that they got to do Peter Gabriel. Thought it sounded pretty good. Uh, yeah, Peter. Pretty good. Pretty good <laughs> stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Very fun. Yeah. So there you go. That's food for 1994. That rocked. Yeah, that did rock. Um, all right. Thank you. What do we say? Yeah, chef, chef, uh, chef, boy. chef boy for now. Until <laughs> we think of something else. <laughs> <laughs> the chef boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I really like that. Damn them, damn them. So moving on to um, another Danny segment. This Ooh, chef is toy. the toy. <laughs> yeah, now it's we're into the chef toy segment. It's a toys and games segment with your host. Oh no, what happened to my voice? <laughs> it, it's little kid Danny. <laughs> ah, the smallest voice on radio. <laughs> little kid Danny. Dan, would you wipe your mouth, please? It's your mother. That's, that's, oh, 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 my mom's here. Okay. Uh, Sh- shut up, dude. Right, the kid. dad. All right. All right. The dad. Yeah. Shut up. All right. I'm not. I'm ending that. Okay. Uh, so first, talking about uh, toys. Talking toys. That uh, big toys to come out in 1994. Um, this was the monster year. For Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, oh. 1994, big, big time. So, the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger action figures um, were all the rage this year uh, with toys. Um, every resource, every website I found, we're talking about the biggest toys in '94. Every single one universally was, agreed, Power Rangers. It was all the rage for all the age. I wouldn't say all the age. Well, actually, yeah, it is adults buying yeah, it. So, there yeah, you go. sure. It affected it everybody, um, no matter your demographic. It, this affected everybody. <laughs> right. And it's funny you mentioned demographics because it was the, uh, a few different races, right? right? Of uh, the Power Rangers and then some uh, racist um, issues as well. I don't know if they were necessarily dealing with this at the time. I think probably over the course of the next few years, people realized, well, right, well this the probably big, isn't okay. The big Whereas, thing you know, that the, they did, which is so funny in retrospect, is, you know, they had... <laughs> they had the they had the this isn't the funny part. I'm gonna say the funny part after, so don't get me wrong, this is not the funny part. They had This is what I'm getting yeah, at. The yeah, the black yeah. ranger and the yellow ranger as a black man and an Asian woman. But then for the movie to yeah. fix it, they just swapped those two. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so that's right. Like, yeah, the movie's like a couple years yeah. later. Um and it's right. That's hundred percent what happened. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, so Crazy. not great. Um Certainly didn't think anything of it as a five-year-old kid uh, <laughs> when, uh, when when this was happening. But yeah, in retrospect, not cool. But uh, the figures, the action figures based on the show became so popular, actually, that a black market developed, which sold the action figures to desperate parents for more than four times their original retail price. Wow. <laughs> so oh, man. Like, it was like an era of like this kind of stuff. Like You had to get these toys. I like that. You had to go underground. Did you guys have Power Rangers toys? I, I definitely did. This was yeah. huge for me. I don't think I ever hit it. I never did, but I saw it in in the homes of other kids I would visit. It was a thing where you like, you know, you can press a button and it would switch their head from the heads, yeah, without a helmet to with the helmet on, so they can they could go into the morphin, uh, yeah, ranger yeah. mode. 
I think I had you the Zords. Them, basically. I don't know if I had the actual people. I think I had the Zords. What's the Zord? That's like the thing that they the would Megazord. go into and fight. The Megazord. Like, oh. But they each, they each had their individual they dinosaur each... Zords also. I thought you were saying sword wrong. <laughs> no, they were called Zords. They they the toys were they were kind of like Transformers where you would have the the animal toy, you know, the Zord, and then you can put them together to build the Megazord. Like, right, like right. you actually could in the show. All sold separately. Um, I did not have a lot of like I wasn't like my parents both like not big on a lot of toys, but these uh definitely like were ones for some reason that I did. Do you what do you think the price was for individual oh god uh character action figures they they were like they weren't small they were, they were like pretty big they were are you tall. talking yeah. about the, the the zord ones like they are you talking about the flip, the flip head ones when i'm talking about big toys in 94 it's strictly these action figures like i don't even know if zords were, were toys yet um in 94 um but the the character action figures were the big toys specifically um uh i feel like they were like 18 bucks each okay Dave, do you have a guess? I'll say twenty four ninety nine. Okay, they're four ninety nine each. Wow, what? which is why they were so insanely popular. They're yeah, four ninety nine. Yeah, they were cheap. Like I guess the show maybe unreal. It was it was popular, but maybe it took like another year for them to realize like oh these you know we have to make this more expensive. Like <laughs> wow, four ninety nine each. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. I I thought that was. Shocking, but it's uh, over uh, a billion in sales in 94, wow. so it's, cra- it's a crazy year for uh, for them. So, um, yeah, that's the biggest toy by far universally, um, you know, not only on Earth, but across the universe, it's the biggest <laughs> toy in 94. And this was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, right? Is that was the first Yes, the first iteration of the show, yeah. yeah. Um, and also d- d- didn't realize till I was much older that, like, the clips of them fighting, or it's from an Asian show. <laughs> it's not from the American show. Like right. I think it was Japanese. It was like from a separate a separate Japanese thing. Right. Um but then the clips of them like talking and acting, which was if you watch some of it now, it's it's brutal. It's it's so corny and like funny and, and really bad. But at the time it was it was everything. I, I was obsessed for sure. <laughs> I was I think I was the Red Ranger one year for Halloween. That was uh Jason originally. Right. Jason. And then um Love the Green Ranger though. Green Tommy Ranger. was so Who, sick. Tommy, yeah. yeah. He was e- evil at first. Yeah. Right. right and then right. Switched. He switched. Then he was good, but then he became the White Ranger and then the movie came out. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, um, also to mention, uh, within toys, I always talk about the biggest Happy Meal toy of each year. Um, according to, to delish.com. Uh, so the biggest Happy Meal toy in 94, it was called the Happy Birthday Train. And it was, so the way, the way they talk about it, um, was, uh, McDonald's was not above making a BFD about birthdays. Um, what is it called? Happy birthday train. It's called the happy birthday train. So 1994 marked the happy meals 15th anniversary. And they celebrated with a 15-car birthday train. Oh. And each, oh. each of the pieces connected right. and brought all the best Happy Meal characters from the past together again. Like that is nice. Like Ronald and Friends, The Little Mermaid, Barbie, Berenstein Bears. That is so nice. The gang's all here, Yeah, it says. <laughs> so, like, I'm sure, uh, what is it, the Hamburglar is probably in there. 
That's a, that's a party. And uh, Grimace, right? Yeah. Those are all the, the McDonald's characters. So, um, yeah, so big time for uh, Happy Meal Toys, the, the train. And then I think, not to spoil next year, but it's probably Power Rangers for next year with McDonald's Happy Meal. So that's typically what happens. Like they're a year behind with the Happy Meal toys. Uh, okay, so that's toys. Um, oh, that was also Toy Dand. That's right. <laughs> toy Dand. We're now leaving that <laughs> land? Yeah, we're going to leave Toy Dand. Okay. Uh, we're leaving Toy Dand, and now we're moving on to uh, notable releases in video games. With, with me... Uh, uh, I can't think of one on the spot. Um, Dan Donick, the Hedgehog. Dan Donick. <laughs> <laughs> How about? Uh, oh, oh. Uh, uh, what's his name? Mega Dan. Mega Dan. Oh, nice. Mega, like Mega good. Man. Yeah. Or you can, or you can be Dario. <laughs> like a ma- like a male Dario, like the MTV show. <laughs> How about this really good one? I have a really good one. Lara Croft, Dan Raider. <laughs> Dan Raider. <laughs> sure that's pretty good i guess yeah <laughs> okay thank you so that all of that is me um the uh so 94 um here's a big release ken griffey jr presents major league baseball uh, Ooh, that's a hit big time um for super nintendo the i think oh. the n64 one is even is an even bigger deal um yeah the 64 one was wild yeah, but this is the one for Super Nintendo. Um, so what's interesting about this is it had an MLB license, okay, but not not an MLB Players Association what? license. Oh, so so they had the real names. stadiums, real teams, but no real players except for Griffey. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I like that. Um, I like that a lot. But he, here's like a little loophole, though. The fake players on each roster had the same stats as individual players. Okay. okay. So they're based on real people. And the game gave you the ability to change player names. Oh. So you could just... You could. Right. So a nice little loophole. So uh, this is definitely the Nintendo version, or the Super Nintendo, because on 64, it had the it had the players' names. Yeah, this was still an issue. It's 94, like, though. Um, this is 94. Yeah, we're t- right. Super it really, yeah, you really didn't have all these sports games with everybody until, yeah, probably like N64 and PlayStation, the next generation, really. You know um, why? But because those systems... On Nintendo 64, 64 bits, they can make them look just like the real players. <laughs> the graphics were yeah. that good that they, they looked exactly like the real players <laughs> right uh, but then you still had the Michael Jordan copyright issue for yeah, years still, like you yeah he's still you can never play with Jordan yeah. not in not in like NBA Jam and those early days yeah wow I never um, knew that I guess because Nike didn't make the game I had NBA Live 98 you couldn't like no his Jordan. name in all these games was just player it would be player. that's kind of cool like, I, oh man I like that I really like that yeah, he, he was the only wanna, name, like, He didn't yeah. issue out his like likeness because of Air Jordan. Like he just wanted to basically do it for just Air Jordan, I guess. Like and have his own thing. Uh, okay, so '94, um, my probably my personal favorite, um, just like series, and at least for Super Nintendo, um, Donkey Kong Country comes out in 1994. Love this game. Um, so this rebooted Nintendo's Donkey Kong. If you remember, like the old game where you're playing. As Mario, yeah, right. but that but was like, like my grandpa's game, right? So this is the big <laughs> reboot. I loved. It. I was obsessed with Me this too. game. Yeah, yeah, this so, game is great. Um, it looked more 3D. That's okay. So I'm going to talk oh, about okay, that. Thank right? you. So it's yeah. So like the gorilla, it follows you know obviously the gorilla Donkey Kong and his nephew Diddy Kong. Diddy. Um, 
his nephew. I always forget that. I always think it's like his brother. It's his nephew. Yeah. Uh, Diddy Kong. As they set out to recover their stolen banana hoard from King K. Rule. Um, yeah, all the names of like the villains are right that right like cruel K rule yeah. is his yeah. name, and the Kremlings like uh. those uh, the alligator guys. Oh oh, um, is that a reference um, to the Kremlin? <laughs> Probably Maybe. the Kremlings. Wow, is their name all the all the villains? It's one so yeah, it's one of the first home console games to feature pre-rendered graphics. So achieved through a compression technique that allowed Rare, the company that makes this. Uh to convert 3D models into Super NES sprites without losing much detail. Yeah, yeah I remember this specifically. It stood out compared Definitely. to the other side-scrollers yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, that, that, were, that were going on. This was a very cool thing, very great game. So this next thing I want to highlight within video games. Um, so Donkey Kong, I played, that was certainly way bigger for me, but this game I want to highlight just because it's a big deal, big character within the Nintendo arena. It's a Super Metroid. Uh, right. Metroid. Okay. So Super Metroid is a very big deal. This is for Super Nintendo. This is the third installment in the Metroid series. Players control bounty hunter Samus Aran, right? Um, who travels to planet Zebes or Zebes? I don't know how you say Zoomies? it. Zoomies. Zebes. It's <laughs> it's Z E B E S. Zebes. Zebes. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, to retrieve an infant Metroid creature stolen by <laughs> the space pirate, le- the space pirate leader Ridley, which uh, oh, um, we know where that's uh, where that's from. Oh, so is is it is it Sigourney? She's in the game. So like, well, it's, I, a gi- it's a giant. It has to be based dragon. on that yeah. in some way because it's very like if you look at the gameplay of this game, it's very much like Alien, like or like Air Aliens. Right. Because Ridley itself is a large like alien dragon thing. Right. Like, it looks, like, inspired by the It looks like Sigourney Weaver. Okay. <laughs> so, there's, there is something with this game that I wanted to highlight quickly. Uh, well, it probably won't be quick. Let's... Who am I kidding? Metroid, uh, I never played this game then. Like, I, I was not a Metroid person, but, like, as I've gone back and played some of these older games, the Metroid games are incredible. Like out of all of those early ones, I think they're my favorite now. Yeah, I never, I never really played it. it. Like just like reading about it, and specifically what I'm about to share with you guys, I like, I really should try and find a way to play this. It looks it's really always, cool, really um, fun. Highly ranked on these lists. Right. I just want to quickly highlight the music in, oh, the, in the Super music Metroid is so because good. I listened to a lot of it and it's really sick. This in particular, this is from uh, Brinstar, the underground depths level in the game because it's like. It reminds me of like some current hip hop and I want to kind of I wanted to just kind of quickly play this okay. for you guys. Whoa. I almost I almost can't believe it. It sounds so contemporary. I, I know. It feels like like Rick Ross. I'm a I'm Yeah. I'm going to keep it on strong. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, it's just like really sick. That was that like, sounds my favorite so music great. That yeah, I know. Was that cool? Yeah. So I wanted to. This is the part I thought you guys might get pissed at me about, but I found this cover of this that I was like really obsessed with. That I just wanted to quickly play. Okay. It's this guy glasses doing this exact song on YouTube, just with you can see my screen, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just with all these like keyboards, I was just so obsessed with this, and it features T Pain. Whoa. <laughs> So just I want to quickly play this. It's really sick. 
Just a really cool cover. bunch of like video he's he does yes. sick video game uh covers key pain no that other guy Gla- oh, okay Gla- glasses glasses glass glasses um but yeah just his whole rig this whole setup of you know, that he's playing every individual piece like live with the different you know synths and keyboard stuff i was just i just love it i love it so much and then he got he, co- he collaborated with t-pain to do this super metroid cover <laughs> i know in, like not much to do with 94 but i was just really i really love that <laughs> It just shows how much 1994 culture is still, it's still with us. It's still in our hearts. Correct. <laughs> and then uh, quickly uh, in board games, just two board games. I don't have, you know, no clips here, but like board games in 1994, uh, there's a game called Pylos. Pylos? Pylos? <laughs> P-Y-L-O-S. Um so this was a game highlighted in Popular Mechanics for 1994. Um, the object of the game is um, just to be the player who places the last marble at the top of the pyramid. And okay. this premise won the world over as evidenced by the various Game of the Year awards it has received since it first hit shelves in 1994. Oh, I've seen this game before. This is what we're talking about. Uh, oh, yes. This is a picture yes, of it, yes. right? And then the other game that was um, a board game that was big in 94 and another site I found from Stacker, uh, it's called Robo Rally. Um, That sounds uh, familiar too. This is kind of what we're talking about. It's like, so Richard Garfield, who would later create the popular card game Magic the Gathering. um, Okay. He created this board game Robo Rally in 1994. It depicts a group of working robots who must navigate through treacherous obstacles to find fun outside of work. Uh, um, movement is based on drawn cards with unpredictability, a large element of the game. Um, so like it's like these little robot characters that you're kind of playing with and the cards determine the movement. But like the name of this article is classic bot programming game. Robo rally has not aged well. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, That's because there's so many rallies now with all these Russian bots. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, Yeah. It's all stemmed from this, from this game. Yeah. So yeah, this is the kind of stuff we're talking about. So uh, yeah, that's um, your Poison Games games segment with uh, Little Kid Danny. Thanks, Danny. All right, go to bed. Go to sleep now. Never. It's past your bedtime. (laughs) I'm going to listen to (laughs) T-Pain. You're you're going to have a T-Pain after you've been disrespecting me. (laughs) I'll show you a T-Pain. I'm going to put you in T-Pain out. Time pain out. All right. All right. Pretty pretty good improvs. <laughs> yeah, solid improv. improv. <laughs> solid improv. <laughs> Flawless improv. Uh, okay. 
<gasps> it's my turn then. If Danny, if little d toy Danny has gone to bed, <laughs> if the batteries have been taken out of little toy Danny's back, that means I will step up and plug the batteries into myself for a very energetic and electric celebrity gossip and celebrity sex segment. Yes. Hello, it's Professor Dave, PhD, in celebrity gossip and celebrity sex. I know all, all about it. I'm an expert. I'm a sex expert. And what we're going to do this year is very much like last year. I don't want to rock the boat. It's the mid-90s. The economy is good. Why rock the boat? Americans are complacent, so I'm going to make this show complacent as well and not change this format at all. The segment will remain the same as last year. It is the fun-loving game called It or Split. Yes. Yes. In which... I uh, have my two co-presenters as the contestants, and they will have to guess, honestly, um, <laughs> which of these couples I'm going to uh, bring up are it couples or split couples, meaning did they get married or really hit it off this year, or did they get divorced and really split, split it off this year? There was a break. Okay. It's very simple. It's it or split, 94. And you guys know the drill. 20 seconds on the clock. <laughs> Let's go. Who's up first? Presenter one. Presenter one, Brandon, will be up first. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's do I got it. Let's a do very it. great couple for you. All I need to know from you is if it's a split or if it's an it. Okay. Here we go. I'm ready. Actress Lorraine Bracco and mm. actor Edward... James Olmos. Okay, let's see. Lorraine Bracco, uh, Edward James Olmos. Uh, well, you know, I'm gonna say that she's she's maybe you know post uh, Goodfellas success, but pre Soprano, so maybe she's looking for something. in Olm I think almost is almost at Battlestar Galactic. Galactic <laughs> time. So I'm going to say Galactor. that they got together at this point. I'm sick and tired of Galactica. Battlestar <laughs> Galactica. She never got to be a Galactra Galactress, though, right? Galactress. <laughs> yeah. She was never on the show. Um, yeah. You are correct. That is a point for you. It is uh, a wedding, actually. January 28th, they got mm. married. Wow. Lorraine Bracco was uh, 39. And almost was 46, and almost everyone they invited <laughs> attended. Almost. <laughs> Wait, who didn't attend? Uh, some people from Goodfellas didn't show up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Joe Pesci. <laughs> now it's time for Dan. Dan's up to the plate. Don't be shy. We have a great couple for you. All I know, all I need to know, is if it was an it or a split. Okay. Okay. Actor Lil Bill Murray and Margaret Kelly, non-actor. Lil Bill oh. and non-actor Margaret Kelly. I don't know who Margaret Kelly is. She's a non-actor. She's not yeah, important. Yeah, She's a non-actor. <laughs> uh, of course. You know her not work from uh, <laughs> no, no movies or shows. 
Right. So a non-actor. All right, I'll go Bill Murray coming off that uh, Groundhog Day fame, elevating his career mm-hmm. to uh, a split. I'll say split. You you got it right, man. Yeah, okay. Jan 29, uh, Lil Bill was 43. And I don't have the age of Margaret Kelly, but they were married for 13 years. Wow. And uh, sadly, Margaret was living in her own personal Groundhog Day. Every day, she kept waking up to the same miserable marriage. (laughs) Oh, my God. Damn. (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) I got you, babe. That was her wedding wedding song, so it kept haunting her every time uh, it played every morning. She's haunted by McDowell. <laughs> um, okay, so it's 1-1. One, one. Let's go to the third round. I love this game. I like trying to deduce it. I said it last time, but I just want to point it out. I enjoy this game. Yes, I enjoy um, putting it together and seeing what you guys got. Seeing what you guys are made of. So how about this? Mm. Since you're the food guy, mm. we'll give you a food one, Brandon. Uh, Burger King spokesman Dan Cortese and D.D. Hernby. Burger King spokesman Dan Cortese and D.D. Hernby. Okay, well, let's see. Spokesman, I wonder if... uh, See, I thought it was going to be the king. Like, the you know, the guy, like the Burger King. Um, Yeah, I don't know what his role in the, the royal family is the hierarchy is right maybe he maybe this is just the guy that goes to like the events and like cuts the ribbons and stuff right but i'm gonna say that you know maybe this is on the verge of burger king's like franchise explosion in the 90s uh to like fully compete with mcdonald's and he's about to lose his spot though to the king so i'm gonna say that this is a split because he's like you know what i'm gonna have all this fame because i'm the spokesperson so i'm gonna split so i can get all these like you know, fast food moms in the parking right, lot. Right, the fast food groupies. Yeah. There's uh, tons so of I'm them. I'm going to say split. Well, I'm sorry. I love the reasoning, but unfortunately, wow. you are incorrect. Oh, this was Dan Cortese. He's decided to, um, I don't know, hold it down. He's, he's not interested in the groupies. He's interested in the fast food family life because Wifey. he was right. 26. Dee Dee was 26. Kind of surprising that the spokesman is 26. I thought that was outrageous. Young man outrageous. doing that kind of work. Hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, how old is uh, Sean Spicer? He must be like in his <laughs> 30s, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> 26, you can't even be the spokesman for yourself at that age. I know. Can you even yeah. rent a car? Probably. <laughs> Just for one year. <laughs> but not, yeah, hardly. You could hardly rent a car. Yeah. Um, they would still cast a lot of doubt over you if, if you did that. Right. Fortunately, for the wedding, um, spokesman Dan, Lieutenant Dan, uh, let delightful Dee Dee have it her way. A little uh, <laughs> slogan fun there. But unfortunately, for the happy meal couple... All their whoppers were burglarized <laughs> by the Hamburglar during their honeymoon. Oh, shit. Yeah. McDonald's sabotage. Yep. Damn. The unhappy meal couple. Yeah, but yeah, but he didn't 
Yeah, but he he wasn't he didn't get to their secret Whopper Juniors that they had stashed <laughs> away. <laughs> he stole the he focused he had too much focus on the Whoppers and the big prize. The big prize about the Whopper Juniors. They had even yeah. more. They they converted most of their Whoppers into Whopper Juniors, so they were still <laughs> secure. Yeah. Okay. Great. And uh, nine months later, they they brought their Whopper Juniors into the world. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah. So, how about this, Dan? Okay. Actress Whoopi Goldberg and labor union organizer Lyle Trachtenberg. Um, I should know this because this has almost everything to do with the clip I'm sharing later on this show. Whoa! Would you look <laughs> at that? A little spoiler. Okay. But I don't know if... Based on this clip, I think it's it. It couple. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So yeah, I didn't. That, I didn't even know you had an, an advantage there, but I guess you did. I, yeah, I have an advantage, and it's because there's a clip I'm showing later where, yeah, we'll get to it. She talks. She talks about this directly. Oh wow! <laughs> so she's she yeah. was 38 at the time. Um, they got wed in good old California, and uh, blue blue collar worker Lyle enjoyed his new financial whoopee cushion <laughs> after their after their union. Got cemented. I think you guys will really like the clip I'm going to share later. Excited. So this is a little bit of a, a yeah. billboard. Yeah. Billboardment for uh, later on. Danny's right. TV segment? Yes, in the TV segment. Yep. All right, cool. All right, we'll do a few more. We'll do a few more. Here we go. Oh, this is a great one. Brandon. Yeah. Supermodel Cindy Crawford and super actor Richard Gere. <laughs> oh. Is it a it or is it a split? Interesting. Interesting. Didn't know this. Um, Me neither. This was shocking. Let's see. Richard Gere. What is he doing in 1994? You know, he did Pretty Women earlier in the decade. He has this right. really bad movie in 92, Final Analysis. And he's and maybe he's currently doing a Pretty Woman. He, at he some is. point around this <laughs> yeah, time, yeah. he was. But she's now... I guess exp she's just like coming off her big explosion. So I think that she said, you know what, gear? Th I'm shifting gears and moving right. on to uh, some more. Uh, I'm moving on fr from Richard Gear to some gearheads. These guys that uh, are really good with building cars. <laughs> Maybe she was experiencing a primal gear fear. <laughs> gear fear. Oh yeah, this is about yeah. ninety four is ninety five is probably pri primal fear, right? Primal gear. I I don't know. I don't around, know around that time. See, I don't. I can't really speak to any of these other things that you guys just mentioned, <laughs> but I can say that Cindy Crawford and Richard Gear did in fact announce their separation in ninety four, wow. December first. That was she's, a long, cold December for Richard Gere. She's but, um, putting that gear in reverse. Yeah, it, it was not a gear year for for Cindy Crawford. <laughs> she said, "Is he no. cool, Richard Gere? Is he cool? Is he do you, is he cool? He's one of the coolest men I've ever noticed <laughs> on the screen. Really? I don't know about off screen, on screen. Yeah, I yeah, like a lot of his always, early stuff. I always get like nerd vibes from him. Is no. he like cool? I don't think he's Fucking nerd kidding vibes. Me? He's a hunk. He's like a like a gentleman hunk. Yeah. He was a he was a gigolo in a movie, right? American, American gigolo. gigolo. Yeah. All right. I just have I guess I haven't seen that many gear movies, I guess. Get on it. 
the the final straw for Cindy though was when Richard tried to put her mall up his ass. <laughs> wow, some freaky yeah. shit. A reference to the gerbil. Um, the gerbil yeah. incident he had. He thought, oh, another <sighs> rodent going up my butt. Not really, though. <laughs> that was just a little joke. Um, okay, so we have a few more. Let's do this one. Oh, we got to do this one. We got to do this one. Who's up? Uh, it's me. Danny. You guys have been talking about this for years before. Well, let's see if it's a it or a split. Roseanne Barr <laughs> and Tom Arnold. <laughs> we have been talking about oh, this man. for quite some time. It's finally time to talk Roseanne and Tom. I think I'm going to get this wrong. You don't know. It's been so much buildup. We've been, it, this is like, we just don't know where it In is. In 94? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I, I like, I don't know the timetable. You don't know your timetables? Yeah, I don't know <laughs> multiplication. Well, I mean, at this time, you probably definitely didn't. Maybe you knew a couple of simple arithmetics. I, I think like I'm addition, wrong. I'm going to say it in 94. It and it together in 94. Damn, I'm sorry. It is a split. Oh, oh it's the split. They were together already. They were already together. Uh, I overthought it. Yeah. We've been talking about their split for years, and like I overthought it. I thought maybe... It, it's um April eighteenth was the day, nineteen ninety four. Roseanne Barr, yeah, Arnold you know what? Files yeah. for divorce. That, that makes sense actually. And that smoking blues song, uh, that is the Roseanne theme, took on a more somber uh, meaning for the sad couple. <laughs> that, that what is uh? <laughs> it was way more bluesy in the in the sad sense. They were together for how long at that time? I don't know. Two years or some or something like that? Or something like that. Okay. I don't really know. I don't think that was that it wasn't that long of a union, I believe. What was he in at the what was he doing at the True time? Lies? Okay, so here we go. Um <laughs> why don't we do so you guys are tied up now. Yeah, I mean Brandon are even. Okay, yeah. so we'll do we'll do two more. Ready? So I'm not doing my political um segment this year. Okay. But this is kinda like my political segment, this one air split question ready okay mm-hmm. half brother of then president bill clinton and rodeo clown roger clinton and <laughs> eight month pregnant molly martin wow okay so i feel like the fact i feel like this <laughs> eighth month pregnant thing is like a real it's a real wrench. I don't like. The, I don't like that you threw it. <laughs> yeah, it, it really, really. I don't like that you included really, that. Really, uh, it's really tripping me up because it's like, if what he does left that mean? her, if he left her at the eight month mark, that would be a big scandal. I feel like maybe for like the the brother of Clinton, half brother, uh, half brother of Clinton, but maybe you know all of Clinton's scandals just overshadow it, and so that's why we don't know. But I feel like. At the same at the same time, it's like, well, that makes sense. Like the eight month thing makes sense. It's like, oh, they got married because she was pregnant, 
but then would they wait that long into the pregnancy to do it but is that what you want me to think by throwing that fact in there and so you're trying to pull me away from that to actually make me pick it but i'm going to say that he left her at eight months brandon i'm sorry ah well they got married damn Here's the kicker, though. It was Bill's baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, they split it. Actually, it was half. Uh, the dad was a Roger. The dad was a cigar. It was a cigar. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, so they either got married March 26th or December 26th. I got both oh. those numbers. Uh, but it was in Dallas. It seems. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> It was both. The, it could have been both of the numbers, but she. Wh- which month was she eighth month pregnant during? I don't know. <laughs> this is. I. I just saw it twice on this list. That messed me up. That really threw me for a loop there. Just an impossible one to get right. The way Dave <laughs> positioned it and phrased it. I don't well, like I it. Could, I could have not said eight month pregnant, but I like to add like a little. No, I like it. I think. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I'm yeah. Glad it's there go. <laughs> President Clinton did attend the wedding, and he said to Rodeo Roger. Well, well, now someone else gets to be your better half in your life. <laughs> because, <laughs> because they're half brothers, so. And then here's the, so okay, so I guess Dan, if you get this right, you win. If I get it right, I win. If yeah. not, then we tie. Kate Moss and Johnny Depp. It, o, split. Kate Moss and Jay Depp. So, as we learned on this segment, the split from Winona is not that long ago. Oh, man. Did he stay single for a bit? I'm going to say it. I think it was pretty recent, the split from Winona. It couple, him and Kate Moss. That was good reasoning, yeah. It's an it. Got it. And... You know, Kate had several high-profile relationships, but none as eye-catching as her romance with Johnny. And she was just 20 years old when she met the 31-year-old actor at a cafe in 94. Dicey. And uh, Johnny Depp, (laughs) he kept playing that part Ed Wood in his personal life. If you catch what what I'm going for. (laughs) A lot of Ed Wood in in the home life. (laughs) In his pants, In his yeah. pants? <laughs> in, his, in his home pants. Okay. So, uh... Home, home pants. <laughs> that means that Dan is now the victor of Intersplit 94. Pretty close battle, though. You guys both did a great job, so applaud yourselves accordingly. Itty, itty versus... Itty, itty versus, versus Splitty. splitty. <laughs> um, versus and splitty. that means my itty-bitty titty is gonna split Splitty from this <laughs> segment. So, Professor... Uh, as the professor would say, class, class split. split. Professor Dave, celebrity sex and thank you gossip. Sex, sex sells. That's, That's why, why we, we do, do it. it. Damn them, damn them. That is why we do it. Um, and why we do it too, or how we do it, is on the internet, and that's what I'm mostly going to be talking about in my next segment. The internet, or Ooh. not the internet section. Well, basically, it is. Yeah, this is the At technology. This point, yeah. Uh, because there's some uh, this is just really when the internet website boom starts to happen there have been, there have been websites in, in years prior um, but this year has what is disputed but 
the two things that I saw come up are the first transactions online for buying products for consumers. Okay. Wow. So I'm going to bridge the gap by saying one of them was a food-related item, but not the one that it seems like is the actual answer as the first thing. But is it is it food rocks? <laughs> yes, someone bought an, a ticket for it, food rocks online. Uh, no, someone <laughs> ordered food on a company's website uh, uh, for the first time, apparently in this year. Can you think? Can you name maybe a a food chain that it would have been? Well, would we know the company website? Yeah. yeah or yeah. no? You think you can still do it today? Domino's. No. Damn. Oh, I like that guess. I always guess. order Domino's online on my computer. So that's why I said that. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Come on. Make your selection. Uh, I can't. You can't, you you can't, can't. decide what, to, <laughs> what, what food you want to pick. You can't name any other company. Uh, all right. Uh, Pizza Hut. Yes. It was Pizza Hut. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh, nice. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, but Dave, that was Damn. a layup. That was uh, Dave with the assist. Yeah, yeah. Dave with the assist. Dave that was a great pizza guess, Dave. Yeah, yeah, Pizza Hut disputed as the first transaction, but I, th- I th- the 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 main transaction, uh, someone bought an album. I think as the first encrypted, what has been I what I saw as the first encrypted credit card transaction over the internet to buy an album. Whoa. So what do you think the what? first? Encrypt, yeah. Album, the very oh, first man. album. <laughs> um, <laughs> did we cover it? Did we cover it on our format? The albums. Has it been talked about yes. in some way? We did. Yes, we did. On the albums, not on albums. Whoa. No. But somewhere like build billboards. Okay. We we have we have spoken yeah, about it's somewhere it. in there. Is it a 90s album? Can you tell us that? Or is it a, like a classic album? It is a 90s from, album. Oh, 90s. So we're in 94. Yep. Oh, I, I got a guess. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Uh, never mind. Okay, good guess. Good guess. But no. I'm going to okay. guess okay. it was the Bodyguard soundtrack. An, oh, really, really good. good guess, but no. No? no? Wait. Wait. Don't reveal. <laughs> Do not reveal. Dangerous. <laughs> uh, nope. 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 Damn it. One more guess from you, Dave, and then I'll give another c- clue. All right. Uh, oh, is it the Sting album? The Sting album, 10 Summoners oh, Tales. Or it, is, it is 10 Summoners AKA Tales. AKA Fields of Gold. Yeah. AKA Fields of Gold. It is 10 gold. Summoners Tales. Oh, it is. It is. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> apparently, That's too crazy. Album. Yeah, apparently the first encrypted credit card transaction for a consumer is noted somewhere as 10 Summoner's Tales. Uh, wow. By Sting. Yes. Great. That is... Great answers, Dave. Great trivia. Yeah, I guess it would have to be somebody that, like, because we're talking Music 94. Com- well, 94. No, I was going to say 94 computers. You really have to know what you're doing. Yeah, like more yeah. nerdy types. Nerdy like types. Nerdy yeah. types. So. Yeah, it would make sense to be a more nerdy album. Yeah. So Very adult. I, I yeah. do. I will be playing a more video. One of my album. favorite things to do in doing this technology segment is finding these commercials, like, about the future and, like, talking about the future. But before I do that, I do want to read some websites that debuted in 1994. Because nice. uh, basically, um, they claim at the beginning of the 19, 
in beginning of 1994 on the internet there were 2738 websites and then by the end of 1994 more than 10,000 so like 1994 wow. is like a big year of, of growth but imagine there being 2000 websites like you know but <laughs> was it a um a, be- a benign or a malignant uh, uh, growth based on society uh, malignant <laughs> the cancer the Shit. cancer it's put on society that's what i'm thinking yeah, too dude. Um, yeah. So, Dave, you'll be really interested in this first website. Um, Go, Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nope. It is a. Uh, it is Art Crimes. No way. <laughs> yes. Artcrimes.com. Yeah, artcrimes.com. It is uh, the first graffiti art site to archive photos from around the world. Uh, oh, man. To archive That's cool. graffiti. I should, I should go on that website. Yeah. It around. actually kind of sounds like a cool website. Uh, like, yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Um, automatic complaint letter generator. Uh, it would it would gen- automatically generate sentences to complain about a product or a company that you could then just input the name. <laughs> oh my god! So this sounds great. People were already uh, being lazy; they couldn't, you know, they wanted the internet to do the work for them. We have Bianca's Smut Shack. Um, it was an early based chat room and community known for ruckus, free speech, and deviant behavior. So you know, immediately. You know, getting into the the 4chan side of the the internet as early as possible. Yeah, what is what is that parlor? <laughs> yeah, parlor. Uh, Bendover.com um, was actually the the website for a Dallas Morning News and Good Morning America contributor, Benjamin Dover, and he used it in a print campaign, uh, no and it was way. still active until he died in 2016. So it sounds like uh, these first websites are like very specific service trips. Yes. Which I I, like, I miss that. Yeah, like I'm sure not they like still broad company websites. Right. It's not like we're not well, there. They yet. Ha- no, they're yeah. there. I'm just skipping them because it's not like interesting. Oh, okay. In my early days of the internet, I would go to many more websites than I do now. I just kind of go to like four or five websites. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of sad. Like I like this original style of. Very niche websites for very niche needs. Right. And they still exist, but I mean, like, the culture of going to those websites. Yeah, it's it's, it's different. Yeah, it's dead. Um, well, you can, so one of them here, so sex.com, because this is where people then started buying domain names just to own the domain names, which grew an entire business of people buying up domain names so that they could right. sell them to the people and the companies that would eventually. And so sex.com was in like a 12-year legal battle over uh, ownership. Um, so that was like a huge thing in the dot-com boom. Uh, but yeah, like you had PizzaHut.com, um, uh, the Skeptics Dictionary, the Simpson Archive, uh, WebCrawler, WhiteHouse.gov. So yeah, just lots of uh, websites yeah. debuting. Um, but you know, a lot of people didn't really WhiteHouse.com. know. WhiteHouse.com. WhiteHouse.com. Isn't that like a classic yeah. like porn. porn website? Yeah, that's probably as a result of the domain name thing. Was that they? Yeah. Someone had it first. Very funny. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So I'm going to show you guys this commercial because maybe, you know, people in 90, we understand the internet. We, we know how it works. Uh, but back then, you know, there was people that had to grow, grow accustomed to it. So this is a video that is called, what is the internet? What is dot, 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 the internet? 
Okay. Okay, forget the fun and games. It's time to get serious. <laughs> and for Daz to be truly inspired, <laughs> they need... Okay, he did say for Dads to be truly inspired. <laughs> just so you, just so you <laughs> know. He did say that. Okay. He did say that. They need to be truly wired. And speaking of wired... Hi, I'm Will Kraft of Wired Magazine, the publication that's leading the coverage of the digital revolution. And these are the offices of Wired Magazine. And getting wired means getting an electronic address for your computer. <laughs> Log on. With an email address, you can tap into 20 million other computers on a worldwide system called the Internet. You can send and receive mail to and from people all over the world. <laughs> Dad can log oh. on 24 hours a day and find out what the email mailman Dad. has dropped off. So wait, is is he like Dad's talking to Dad centric? Yeah, he's like talking to his daughter, I think, because on the screen he's about to get an email from his daughter Jill about like picking up something from the store or something. Here we go. Okay. Just reading my email. School. Uh, school's going great. Uh -huh. Thanks for the check. Love, Jill. Also, Dad can communicate with people live <laughs> anywhere in the world by typing on the keyboard. All right, Dad. You can join a live discussion group and exchange information about a favorite hobby. Or ask the locals in Europe for travel tips. <laughs> or just stay in touch with friends. For example, I just found out about a World War II bomber pilot who lives alone and likes to swap war stories with other veterans over his online service. Such a weird example. <laughs> like this guy, oh, I just found out about a World War II veteran. Um, yeah, just really funny. Oh, a lot man. of weird, funny commercials. And it's like, it, yeah, it's uh, it's just a really funny angle, Dad. Here's what Dad, dad can do it's with for the dads. internet. The internet it's is for dads. It's for dads. <laughs> I mean, my I yeah. think my dad was the first person I knew personally to use the internet, so not very far off. I think I was using it before both my parents. I was before too. Dad even before I Dad was. even I, Dad. I showed my dad yeah. how to do it. He, he had it for work, and he yeah. had to do like so, he had like some software on his computer that he had to do for the car business. But I would like be showing him how to like get AOL and like all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had the the Windows ninety five. Yeah. Um, you guys kind of did the in our house uh, and, reversal yeah. of parent child relationship in that case because you were the dad in that in that situation. You right. guys were the, the it's just a big thing, big thing with our generation. I mean, it's like it that came, kind of it stuff. Came just more like, in, it was more intuitive for us because we were young, and so we could learn quicker and easier. Right. Yeah. Little. We were smaller. Yeah. yeah. So we were closer to the size of the keyboards, buttons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think, think about, about how. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's that too. There's the physical uh, aspects. Yeah. I mean, just think about like how much our parents just still don't really know how to do. Yeah. They just don't yeah. understand. Parents just don't yeah. understand. <laughs> so that's it. That's my technology segment. Very cool. <laughs> there, um, there's yeah, so much fun content. I like talking about early internet. Like when it first came out, there's so many funny interviews and like, what, what's up with this email? Yeah. Like, well, all that like kind of websites stuff. Websites like, back uh, yeah. then had to say like, scroll down or click here because people didn't know like what to do with it. True. It was like very yeah. instructional. Wow. wow. Oh, yeah. Damn, 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 damn. All right. Um, moving right along. Um, 
Welcome to the uh, sports section with uh, your French sportscaster, <laughs> Jacques Itch. <laughs> it is me. I'm back, bitch. <laughs> well, rhymes <laughs> with his name. Uh, Jacques, Jacques, Itch. Jacques Itch. I'm back, bitch. Um, I'm an itch, bitch. I love Jacques. <laughs> and um, I got you that ointment um, you were asking me about. Uh, the... What is that? See vous play? Is that thank uh, you? No, merci. Is that, or is that your uh, merci? What is see vous play? Please. See vous play is please, I think. Yes, I think so. I, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. No, actually. Uh, merci, David. <laughs> Dave C. Dave merci, C. Dave C. <laughs> uh, Jock, are you by chance covering my favorite runner from this year? Forrest Gump. Okay. Um... So, uh, continuing the trend with the Super Bowl and the NFL, this is Super Bowl now's 28. Don't tell me. Buffalo Don't tell Bills me. No. Lose <laughs> again. No. <laughs> so this is the fourth year. This is definitely the fourth. Fourth year in a row, and they lost again to the Dallas Cowboys. It was a repeat of Damn. last year. Bills just can't get it together. They Well, they're just a great team every year, and they keep losing in the Super Bowl. Fourth time in a row. Um, I should. I probably should have got this clip because Dave, I think you specifically would have loved it. Do you know what the halftime show was this year? At one point, I did. What is it? The Judds. Oh, oh. Wow. well, the Judds, the sisters, it, or no? It is uh, daughter, daughter, mother. It's Winona, Naomi, and then also Clint Black, Travis Tritt, and Tanya Tucker. Oh, it was a country is country's biggest night. Yeah. You know why? Because I got the yeah, Cowboys. Exactly. The Cowboys. Yeah. And isn't right. Bu- was Buffalo Bill like a cowboy as as well or what? Oh yeah, I think so. Some kind of horse rider sounds, or, or something. Yeah, sounds of the lambs. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the team's named after. <laughs> what song did they play in that uh, movie for Buffalo Bill? Oh, I don't whatever. I, th- that'd be cool. that, it would have been cool if, if they um played every single year the Buffalo Bills <laughs> made it to the Super Super Bowl. <laughs> the song that uh, Buffalo Bills dances to in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> I cannot remember. Um, but yeah, that's the halftime show. Uh, the Judds. But yeah, but Bills lose again. Cowboys win again. So, so that's NFL. Uh, in baseball, in the MLB... Board Bills are better. Sorry. What, Dave? Oh, I do remember this. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Board Bills are better than what? The Buffalo Bills. Oh, then the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Yeah. Uh, true. Yeah. I mean, undeniable. We always really. win every year. We have a track record of like 10 yeah. plus years of victory. <laughs> yeah. There's always a winner aboard Bills. So <laughs> um, there's a big labor strike yeah. in um, Major League Baseball. So uh, the players, this results <gasps> in the premature termination of the season, um, a baseball abortion, if you will. Whoa. Uh, and <laughs> it's legal. Sorry. And the cancellation of the World Series for the first time since 1904. Yeah. Oh, man. So there was no World Series. I think it ended in September, I want to say. So they got, like, mostly a full season, but just no playoffs. Or, yeah. Did this strike have something to do with the Players Association not um, giving their likenesses to the game you, you brought up earlier, the Ken Griffey game? <laughs> they wow. shut me ass like it was a full-on strike that – went into video games too well i think 
I mean, I, maybe that's in there somewhere, but I mean, this is certainly, re, you, know, you know, based around like pay and, you know, um, labor strike. Okay. I don't, I didn't, I didn't look up any of the details, but okay. there was a strike and no world series, uh, this year. So no, no champion there. Damn. But in general, I, I mentioned the video game before. I mean, just a big year for Ken Griffey. This is kind of like him, like emerging as like, like the player in baseball, really. Ken Griffey Jr. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, I think if I remember correctly, that 94 was the season that basically the Expos had the best chance of winning. Like they had the uh, best record yes, at the time. I did see that too. Yeah, they were like on pace. Yeah, the Expos. They had yeah. only Ooh, lost that's like, so sad. like 40 games or 45. Like I just, I always remember that because like growing up, I loved the the Expos logo and their uniforms. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I, me too. I was a big card collector and I loved their stuff. So I knew a lot about that, that season. The gear is cool. Yeah, with the, with the Expos. And then they Moises eventually became Salou. now the Washington Nationals. That's the former expo yeah i love that and toronto had won two years in a row prior so it would have been another canadian world champion don't you like that i mean i don't actually like it but it's kind of funny that one of the two canadian teams became the most american team the most american <laughs> yeah. team yeah washington <laughs> i know yeah um yeah, two, I yeah, like the, that. the two sports with like the two coolest logos. Like, I love the Expo stuff, and I love the Vancouver Grizzlies aesthetic, and they're they're both gone. I love the Sonics stuff too. Um, also Canadian, Seattle, <laughs> Canada. Also, yeah, yeah, similarly Canadian. Um, yeah, the Grizzlies gear is, is really sweet. Um, okay, so it's fur, in, right? Yeah, they wear fur. Oh, yeah, their gear. They yeah. all wear fur. <laughs> they wear like a f- giant fur coat. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, they wear like claws. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. In the NBA, um, Bulls, right? Nowhere to be found this year. No Jordan. So the Houston Rockets beat the New York Knicks in a, seven, in a seven game series. Yeah. Um, little, I'd say, more interesting than the Bulls just continuing to win, right? Yeah. Um, we were getting sick of that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, miss me with that bullshit. Just like <laughs> me, just like me taking down Dan or Dave in the in the Bordament, uh, breaking. Oh up yeah, the very mo- very similar. Exactly. Yep. Yes, Brandon was he the. Is, yeah, Brandon is the Houston Rockets. Brandon's the Houston and, Rockets, and, and Dan I was the New York Knicks. I was the New the York Knicks. Knicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> New York Knicks Danny, Brooklyn Danny. I was what Patrick Ewing at this time. Yeah, o- Oakley, right? I think is. Yep. So, um, little Annie Oakley. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, here's a crazy ass story. So, um, oh, this I is Danny's wait. crazy ass. Uh, it's well, actually no, wait, story. no. It's a Jacques's crazy ass uh, story. <laughs> Okay, um, in soccer, um, you have this player An- Andre Escobar playing for the Colombian national team. Um, Hold on, Escobar, because <laughs> the um, the World Cup is this year in '94. So during one of the World Cup games, he scored on his own goal during Colombia's second group match oh. against the U.S. During the 1994 FIFA World Cup, so wow. stretching to block across from American midfielder John Harks, he inadvertently deflected the ball into his own net. So the U.S. <laughs> took a 1-0 lead, and then they ended up winning that game 2-1. Oh, 
So after the 1994 FIFA World Cup, Escobar decided to return to Colombia instead of visiting relatives in Las Vegas. And on the evening of July 1st, five days after the elimination of Colombia from the World Cup, Escobar called his friends. They went to a bar in El Poblado neighborhood in Medellin. Then they went to a liquor store. And shortly afterwards, they arrived at the El Indio nightclub. His friends then split up. And at approximately 3 a.m. the next morning, Escobar was alone in the parking lot of El Indio in his car when three men appeared. They began arguing with him. Two of the men took out handguns, and Escobar was shot six, t- six times with a 38 caliber pistol. Jesus. Okay? It was reported that the killer shouted, Goal! After every shot, one for each time the South American football commentator said it during the broadcast. He was murdered because he shot in his own goal for Colombia. That's soccer outside of the United States for you. Oh, my God. God. It's like one of the, yeah, Holy shit. So the group then drove away in a Toyota pickup truck, leaving Escobar to bleed to death. He was rushed to the hospital where he died 45 minutes later. That's so fucked up. That's really It's like one of the most insane things, yeah. They were 6-0 in terms of, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, it's no, that's truly a, the most fucked up story I've heard in a while. Yeah, like what? That's not right. So uh, yeah, he was murdered for scoring on his own goal. Come on, that's in, too in the far. World Cup. That's too far. Yeah, like it's, this guy shouting too much about sports. Shouting, shouting goal after each shot <laughs> he takes mu- is the story. That's too far. Uh, that's like a, that's a movie. Horrible. I know. It's crazy. It was in Medellin. So um wanted to make sure to end on a uh, chipper, chipper <laughs> a real. Well, actually, actually um, the other thing that happened this year, I didn't want to spend too much time on it just because when I was talking about things that are overly talked about, uh, this year is uh, Nancy Kerrigan right. and Tanya Harding. Oh, That's right. also You've got to shout so, it out. Yeah, I have to quickly shout it out. Winter Olympics. The drama started well before these Winter Olympic Games, but... This is uh, the moment. Nancy Kerrigan, star figure skater. She was attacked on the knee by her uh, rival, Tanya Harding's uh, bodyguard. It's an amazing story. Um, Kerrigan, however, recovered from the injury within weeks and went on to win the silver medal. Did not win gold. Um, Right. Exactly. That was Oksana or something. Oksana somebody. Oksana Bayou. Um, Bayou. 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 Love the movie. Tanya, great. Yeah, and great um, 30 for 30, too. Yes. Dude, it for 30 is amazing. Um, worth, worth watching. I mean, it's an over yeah. talked about story, but it is amazing. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's like an insane story. But I wanted to make sure to hire, uh, highlight that uh, Colombian murder of the. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> I, that's some real wild. Weird Sport, and wild lots of crime shit. in sports lately. Yeah. Like, like, so RIP uh, Andre uh, Escobar. So don't, don't score on your own goal or you're going to get killed. Yeah. Uh, Dave, I just before you start, I just want to use the restroom. Oh, I actually have to, wanted to use the restroom too for a sound issue I was having. Oh, okay. Dan, cool. you're on your own. Hold down the I'll, fort, uh, Dan. You know what? I don't want to be. I don't want to be left out. I'll force out a bathroom run also. All right, guys. How was your? Uh, how were your peas? Pretty good. Yeah, hydrated. Not my best. Leslie uh, made a really good uh, grilled cheese for herself, like a buffalo chicken grilled cheese. Looks really dope. That sounds good. Yeah. 
Got she, a good did she look put at some that. Bill Pickle on it? No. Buffalo. <sighs> <laughs> um, it's time. After that, great sigh. It's time for my thing. Art thing. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the Museum of... of what should I do? Danden Art. Don Dunden Art. Did, Welcome to the art. Museum of Danden Art. <laughs> Dadern Mart. Okay, so um <laughs> Hello, art section. Uh we're but some news here. Breaking news. We're back mm. to separating the two visual segments. Art and fashion are a split couple now. <gasps> they were an it, it couple last wow. year. I put them in wow. one segment, but now art and fashion split. They're a regular old Roseanne and Tom. Uh, so, first we're going to do the art segment. Uh, so, only one beret. You're going to have to keep the... Like, you know how divorced couples usually have a kid, or usually sometimes have a kid that's in between them that they have to keep seeing and stuff. Um, we're going to have a beret in between <laughs> these two segments. That's like the child in, in, in this... Um, situation okay so one beret for two separated segments uh put on side a which is the the um art segment side a of the beret and um i'll tell you for our next segment to flip it over but right now side a and um this is gonna be a pretty quick art segment um we're gonna be art and out because uh we're gonna do one of my patented artcrimes.coms uh, it's an art crime that happened awesome. on February 12th. This is scary. What happened here today? I mean, what happened on Feb 12th, 1994? Edward Munch's painting, The Scream, The Scream, ah! is stolen ah! in Oslo. Ah! Yes, that is one of the most iconic pieces. We, I'm sure you guys both know this. Just visually, you can conjure it up visually, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know the scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, museum staff, they were first clued into the painting being gone when they noticed that the museum was a little bit more quiet that day, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Something was off. It was a little more quiet because the scream was gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a little background for the art thief interestingly the thief got into the scream originally via the iconic aftershave scene from home alone so that's very 90s of them that's how they first that's the first time they they got into this or that's that's what led them to the scream the home alone scene was a gateway um image (laughs) (laughs) the scream painting so yeah very 90s was um the thief's name jamie kennedy um, oh, I see what you're saying. Thank you. Uh, Scream movie reference. No, it was, it was Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> but luckily, the painting, the piece, was recovered on May 7th of this year, 1994. Wow. So lost, but then found. Uh, but funny enough, the Scream's parody painting, Scary Painting, 
<laughs> uh, held its spot until the recovery. Ah, <laughs> uh, really good. <laughs> All right, so that's the <laughs> the art crime of '94, <laughs> brought to you by artcrimes.com, and um, first website. And now for something a little weirder, something a little bit more odd, because it's time for an art oddity. How about that? Art oddity. All right. Mm. Something a little kooky. Uh, because on November 28th, the Ministry of Culture and Art in Poland orders exhumation, exhu- exhumation? to exhume the presumed grave of absurdist painter, playwright, and novelist. Oh boy, Stainslaw? His name is Stainslaw? Stainslaw? Ignacy? Wiki, wickety wicks. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I don't know how to say this guy's name at all. Stainslaw Ignacy Wickety Wicks. <laughs> anyway, they exhumed oh that absurdist painter's uh, grave. <laughs> After okay, his... I just started. I just want to say real quick. I just started like phonetically typing what you said, and it came up. So he, he did it pretty. He did a really oh good job. I'm crying at that. It just sounds like something you absolutely made up. Wickedy wicks. He's he's really not far off. <laughs> uh, he, really I know. I never even off. said it out loud until now, too. That's why. <laughs> It was, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah so anyway so he had a suicide in 1939 the ministry of oh, culture lovely. and art in poland uh ordered an exhumation of his grave um in zakopane right? zakopane whatever but here's the oddity genetic test on the remaining bones prove that the body belongs to an unknown woman that ain't Wickedy Wicks what? in the grave. Weird. Whoa. Now that's absurd. <laughs> <laughs> you thought his painting was, but no. Yeah, and I don't know anything further than that, but where the hell is Wickedy Wicks? Uh, <laughs> where are his bones? <laughs> I, I, oh, God. <laughs> and, um... We'll, we'll, maybe we'll find out later on in uh, the upcoming art segments, but that's all I got today. We had a, a nice little crime and a nice little oddity. Hey, art's looking pretty good for 94. <laughs> and that's my segment. Art, peace out. Uh, art, peace, art, peace out. in the Middle East. <laughs> I like it. See ya. like it. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Well, that was great. Lights, camera, action For my last segment, this is the movie corner Um, Before we get into the box office, I want to uh, say ding 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 It's Michael Crichton alert time Oh, Crichton Uh, uh, Crichton, Crichton Crichton. Uh, My background on Zoom right now is Michael Douglas in the film Disclosure Which I talked about the book a couple years ago think maybe last year but this is the movie uh based off of the book that came out so you know post uh jurassic park adaptation 
for Michael Crichton. Um, we have Disclosure. This is the movie where Michael Douglas is uh, sexually assaulted by Demi Moore. Oh. Uh, like I said, with these Michael Crichton thrillers, same with Ri- Rising Sun, there's always like some type of like corporate boardroom crime situation. Um, and so that's kind of what this is. And in the movie, like I also said with Rising Sun, there's always like a technology angle. Uh, there's this like virtual reality computer filing system that you can like go and like literally like pick up files and documents uh-huh. uh, in the VR world. So it was like a very, uh, a very, I mean, maybe not the application for it, but a very like uh, prescient uh, observance of what VR would be with, you know, grabbing things with the, the, the hand, you know, shit like you can right now with uh, PlayStation VR. So that's the Michael Crichton highlight. Uh, let's talk about the box office, right and then I will talk about uh, the other <laughs> right topic on, that I want. <laughs> so the top films of 1994, guys. Lion King. Ding ding ding! Number one. Yep. Yep. Seven hundred and sixty-three million dollars. Number Good one. God. Oh my wow. God. Box office. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's number one. Now, what I want to know is if people started going to the zoo again after The Lion King. <laughs> Maybe. Do you have those numbers? Safari? I, I don't. I'm sorry. I could look it up. Was the lion the number right, we- one of the cage uh, at the cage office? <laughs> at the zoo. Go ahead. Damn. Cage office. We Well, got to know where Forrest Gump comes Well, in. that's my guess. Ne- <laughs> Well, you were busy saying a weird cage joke. <laughs> like, come on, is it Forrest Gump? It is, in fact, Forrest Gump. Number two. Uh, number two. Nice. $677 million. That's a huge hit for, you know, yeah. for... Uh, for a boomer blast. Boomer blast. <laughs> um, for an AIDS thriller not called Philadelphia. Um, wow. Oh, back-to-back okay. AIDS, AIDS thrillers from... T Hanks. Uh, number three. Um, ninety-four. Give us a clue. Um, I know a great movie that came out this year that arguably got robbed at the Oscars, but I don't think it box office probably didn't do great. Th- like, so it's not, not. It's not even a guess. Give us a. Well, what is it? Say it. A Pulp Fiction. Uh, well, Sh- uh, Shawshank. He's uh, also ninety-four. I think Pulp Fiction. Uh, not on the top ten. Right. I don't um, think so. Dave um, said Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction not in the top 10. Top 10. That's what I figured. Not in the top 10. Please give us give us a clue. Okay, so clue for number 3 is a movie title spoken on this episode today. True Lies. True Lies. Ah. Coming in uh, number 3, 378 million dollars, which is in James Cameron standards a bomb. <laughs> but compared to everything else, every other director, you know, great big hit for an action movie. Uh, True Lies is good. Love it. It's a good. It's a good movie. Uh, now, are you lying to me, or you're being, or you're being truthful? Dave, the following <laughs> statement is true. Uh, I was lying, or that Damn. was a lie. I remember. Um, <laughs> I never seen the movie, but I was so upset on my birthday one year, probably '95 or '90. No, it must have been '96. 96, 97. I asked for 
GoldenEye 64, and I got True Lies, the video game on Super, Nin Super Nintendo instead. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was so upset. Uh, I probably cried. Yeah, because everybody was playing GoldenEye. Yeah, but I eventually warmed up to... I eventually warmed up to the True Lies game. And True Lies game. I liked it, actually. I, I, want, I might play it again sometime soon. Number four is a comedy um, with, like, a high premise, like a... F I wouldn't really say fantasy, but it's just, like, a heightened reality premise. I guess fantasy, but it's not, like, a fantasy genre. Starring one of the biggest comedy stars of the 90s, just, you know, uh, this is like, like very early on, on, on this person's run of huge hits. The Mask? The Mask. Ah, The right. Mask, number four. Ah, I, sh I should have known that. A little fun fact, and maybe I've said this on the show before. I went to the movies with my dad to see The Mask the same day slash night my sister was born oh wow oh <laughs> yeah we went to go see the mask <laughs> i like that so i think about yeah it's just like a little trivia so yeah i should have known that That's i was right. the mask for the halloween mask. one year um, i was too uh oh, last yeah, year had the mask <laughs> last last year <laughs> i was the mask and i still have not seen the movie but um i love that costume it was probably one of my favorite costumes 2018 it was yeah with the tongue that comes yeah. out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, Brandon was actually mask. Yeah, I was Rocky Horror movie. Brandon. Rocky, yeah, it was Rocky Dennis. Rocky Horror, Rocky Dennis, Rocky Dennis. Rocky Horror, yeah, yeah. Um, and then number five <laughs> is a action. Oh, by the way, the mask was uh, three hundred and fifty-one million dollars. Um, okay. Just beating number five, which comes in at three hundred and fifty million dollars, is an action movie. Um, a cable hit. It was on all the time. In basically the first phase of this uh, actor's career, who's you keep thinking their career will die and then speed. gets resurrected. Yes, Speed. Keanu Reeves. Oh, amazing. And Sandy Bullock in Speed and Dennis Hopper in Speed. Number five. Uh, really, really love Speed. Really, really. Hey, you know what's <laughs> cool too is that um, Speed was the number five biggest drug of 94 as well. <laughs> Oh, on the on the drug box office. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The bag, the baggy yeah. office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then rounding out the top ten, we have the Flintstones at number six. Uh, yeah, but uh -huh. Dumb and Dumber at number seven. So Jim Carrey up there twice. Four Weddings and a Funeral, um, which I've never seen. Interview with a Vampire with the Vampire that uh, we talked about on the show. Classic. Right? And then Clear and Present Danger, a Jack Ryan spy movie hey all i gotta say about uh the flintstones is uh yabba dabba don't <laughs> yabba dabba don't watch that actually no i think i saw it as a kid i want to see it again oh, yeah yeah um but rick speaking, Mar of, rick speaking no. of yabba dabba don't flintstones yeah. absolutely rick hey, he's barney, is barney. Yeah. Right? Oh, oh, he's no, barney? wait yeah he's miscast Who? Wait, I thought Baldwin was Barney. Who's Baldwin? Yeah, Baldwin's Barney. Baldwin's Barney. You're, you're wrong. You're a hundred percent wrong. I'll bet you ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand. I'll bet you ten thousand. Ten thousand dollars. Isn't Stephen? Rick Stephen Moranis Baldwin, is Barney. Right? John Goodman is Fred Flintstone. I don't wait. Baldwin's in. No, I don't even think Baldwin's in the, the movie. Maybe he's in the sequel. 
Because yes, Rick Moranis um, is, Ro- in, Roseanne, is Rose, in this. Ro- Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Yes, is Betty. And Gina Davis. Stephen Baldwin plays Barney. Not, not in Stephen it. Stephen no. Baldwin <laughs> plays. Stephen Baldwin is Barney in the sequel, in Viva. That's Viva what it Rock is. Vegas. Yeah. Um, is isn't um Kyle McLaughlin in it? Yes. As a villain. Dave, if you could Venmo me ten thousand when you get a chance. <laughs> that was the agreed upon number. Can we like do like a um payment plan? <laughs> I, I've, I've gone down that road with you before. Um, I'll think about it. The last thing I want to talk about is The Lion King because it's... Uh, I just think it's overrated. Uh, I think once Simba grows up, the movie's pretty boring. Uh, like once, like post anything post Timon and Pumbaa, it's just really bleak and sad. Uh, and did you know that it was basically ripped off and finally taken to court there was a, a 1960s Japanese anime called uh, Kimba the White Lion. Mm. Oh, shit. And it's basically like there's like there's uh, there's like a Rafiki parallel character. There's a uncle character with a, like a scar on its face. Really? Uh, there's two hyenas Whoa. instead of three. Um, like ultimately the, the plot is a little different, but I mean, when you look at the photos and stuff, it's like, it like, the, the, it looks like pride rock, like the same, like rock formation. Uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, so you're telling me this Disney movie was based on an, another story. <laughs> <laughs> different, <laughs> different. Because this one they ripped off. You're telling You're me. You're telling oh, me. Oh, and so here's the th- this is the thing. So they all all the like writers and stuff claim to not be aware of it. Matthew Broderick thought he was playing Kim, like he knew of Kimba the White Lion, and he like told everyone he was playing Kimba in the movie. Right. Um, because he was aware <laughs> oh, of it. Oh shit. Um. Yeah. So anyway, that's that. Uh, and the the remake is so unnecessary. I did see it. I I I just want to point out one thing that I that is quite shocking to me. In the original Lion King, features many, you know, famous vocal talents like James mm-hmm. Earl Jones mm-hmm. and Matthew Broderick, JTT, Moira, Ke- Moira, Moira, Moira Kelly, Moira Kelly. But um, the most surprising one to me is Rowan Atkinson, because I never knew is he could it- talk. mr bean don't talk right so that is interesting Ah, that's all i had and also um you know i've 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 been saying the same things for you for same thing as brandon for years lion king is overrated yeah and also you know what people always say oh but it's like hamlet for kids it's not that's not what hamlet is it's first of all it's more like it's more has more parallels to Macbeth than it does hamlet um anyway so and because they're haters yeah, I'm a 94 movie hater. That was Brandon's Brandon Hates Movies segment <laughs> from 1994. <laughs> That's what you should do instead. Like everything you hate. <laughs> Forrest Gump and This is uh, Danny's TV segment from uh, 1994, so don't change the oh. Daniel. <laughs> <sighs> Just was oh. about to. Fuck. Do not. Can I do PIP? Can I do picture in picture? Uh, yeah. Keep an eye on you while I watch something else. Yeah, that's it's an option. Okay. TV. Yeah. You do you, man. Pip. Yep. Uh, 
yeah, don't change it, Daniel, because uh, it's Danny's TV segment for 1994. Um, kicking you things know, off. Dan, actually, I, um, I'm going to T-vote a segment. I got to go. Um, I'll, I'll hear about it later. <laughs> uh, Just yeah. kidding. I, uh, well, I, I'm yeah. sticking around. Don't need you. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh, believe me, you need me. <laughs> um, Okay, so kicking things, kicking things off, uh, Entertainment Weekly's list of the 100 greatest moments in television, mm-hmm. right? Always like to highlight this. Um, again, overly talked about June 17th. It's the white Bronco. Oh, come oh, on. Oh, yeah. say the white people, friends. Uh, well, yeah, that's, that's also, I was going to. I was about to like quickly list that in Sorry. my debut yeah. segment like, and just like not, I'm not even going to highlight it. But Damn, we, we this is the most but anyway. overplayed, ever, over talked about pop culture year of all yeah. time. I, that's I know that's I said played that's out. What I, that's why I said that to open the show. It's just like it's just like an over. Yeah. Played out for sure. Memed out year. Um, the White Bronco. It's OJ. 45 miles an hour. Um, he was in the backseat. I'm reading this quote from this Entertainment Weekly thing. It was like no event we'd covered before. Notes CNN's Jim uh, Jim Morat. Uh, the chase left us at a loss because all we could do was recount the streets that he was taking and the neighborhoods he was traveling in. It was like a surreal traffic report. Uh, one that, along with the subsequent murder trial, had the nation stopped in its tracks. Anything you guys want to say about that, or should I move on? Uh, I feel like we've talked about it. Or not us, but just culture is so aware of it. Um, yeah, overplayed. OJ's overplayed. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he got a mini series about the whole trial and everything, and a third and a very long thirty for thirty, which yeah. is great. Well, actually, no, I said, there was okay. There's two. There's a mini series. There's the individual thirty for thirty just about that day in sports, right? Right, which all one, a bunch of different things in sports happen on the same day, and then which I didn't cover in my sports section, <laughs> and. Um, then there was also the long, like seven part, like OJ, ESPN, like thing, right. like documentary. Yeah, right. There's that too. Um, so too much. So um, moving on, uh, Entertainment Weekly's best TV shows of each year, right? Uh, we talked about Roseanne has won it a couple years in a row. Last year was Larry Sanders show. Um, what do you think won it this year? Best show of 1994. Was it Melrose Place? Okay, good guess. Not correct. Is it too late f- for it to be Cheers to be ended? Cheers is good done. It's good. Last Cheers year. ended last year. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so this is a show I briefly mentioned. Uh, we've covered in this section a little bit already. The X Files. Oh. oh. They found their stride. X Files. Yeah, they're like they're they're locked good in. Um, yeah. Never. I never watched it. It's probably it's probably it's good. good. Yeah. Dan, it's the one that goes like this. <laughs> Anymore? <laughs> Is there a trumpet? I heard you do it. I heard you do it. I heard. I heard you do a trumpet. Is there a trumpet in there? Um. You know, my sister loved that show. She watched it. Um, my older sister, and I never saw it. Too scared. Too scared to watch it. <laughs> yes, yeah, but it's probably pretty scary. Okay, so some quick hits, as I like to do, with debuts and then finales, like similar to Brandon's uh, life and death um, segment. Mm-hmm later in the show um so debuting in 1994 where on earth is carmen san diego oh classic great theme song rockapella 
um, The Busy World of Richard Scarry. Oh, that show? yes. I remember yeah. those oh, books. Also too, also too frightening for me to watch. <laughs> so... <laughs> Do you know what it debuted on? I didn't know this. PBS. Showtime. Oh, Showtime. Showtime. I, I it's was a Showtime say PBS show. Shit. I didn't know Showtime wasn't even around back then. Yeah. Ellen debuts the sitcom, right. not the talk show. Right, the right, sitcom right. Ellen. Um, Sister, Sister debuts. Great show. Uh, great show. Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Ah. Great show. Great show. <laughs> really funny. Um, Very funny. All That. All That. A classic. Bad show. Nickelodeon. <laughs> Probably bad. Not funny. Uh, yeah, but cha- but funny for shout a out kid. To, funny for a kid. Shout out to Keenan, who's been doing sketch comedy and only sketch comedy 20, for 40, 40 years. I was going to say 40 years. <laughs> 40 years. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's since he's a little kid. Yeah. Like, he's just consistently done sketch comedy. It's pretty great. Um, Dennis Miller Live on HBO. Hell yeah. yeah it was his, uh, his like, talk show. Uh, Inside the Actor Studio. We love Amazing. it. The Magic School Bus. Watched it. Educational Party of Five. Mm. Um, Never watched it. Uh, the guy from Lost, right? Yeah. Uh, Matthew Fox. What's um, her name? Love Hewitt. Okay. Love Hewitt. Um, part of that famous NBC lineup, ER, debuts oh, this year. Clooney. Clooney in the Scrubs. Yeah. That's right. Uh. <laughs> and the guy from Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, I don't know his name. Um, Secret World of Alex Mack. Damn, really? Um, great, the ele- great graphics on that show. <laughs> yeah, the, the Terminator like Capri liquid Cap- Capri Sun commercial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, similar. I thought I thought they like they amped up what Cameron was doing in T two. Yeah, you yeah. Get, the exactly, trajectory yeah. is is T same universe T two. Alex Mack, Capri Sun commercials, and then music videos of the early 2000s, like Buster Rhymes and yeah, all the right. DLCs. Yes. The Buster Rhymes <laughs> video with yeah. Janet Jackson. Yeah. An obsession with this metallic liquid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Allegra's Window. Um, oh, shit. My, I forgot yeah. about that. Remember that show? Yeah. Um, Gullah Gullah Island, my, my current Zoom background. Gullah Gullah Island premieres, my current Zoom background. Um, Gargoyles, which I think we've talked oh, about on the show yeah. as well. I love Gargoyles. Serious show. Very serious show. Yeah, Gargoyles is great. Um, ah, Real Monsters. Uh, another great yeah, Nickelodeon. Great Excellent show. Spider-Man. I loved Spider-Man, the cartoon show. Fox Kids. Oh, it was great. I was into um, Batman. Um, yeah, Batman was probably better. Uh, Friends, which we can quickly gloss over. Not a big deal at all. Um... We covered it on Pilot Pilots, the pilot episode of Friends. Terrible, not funny. Um, but I was—I tried so hard to find a clip for this. The most important premiere relevant to this show in 1994 is Extra. Oh. Extra oh. premieres in 94. Extra is a 94 show. Okay. Yeah. Debuted in the um, 90s. I didn't know that. Debuted in 94. I, I tried to find a clip of like a <laughs> premiere episode. It's it doesn't exist. I mean, I don't know where I would have like been. Like it was on every day. What channel was it on? Did you, do you have that? What channel? I think it's. Oh. I think Extra was. I want to say Fox, but I don't know. I don't have that. Okay. Info. Okay. I think it's NBC now, right? Don't know. I think it's. Damn it. I'm, I'm looking it up. Look it up. But uh, finales, which uh, gets me into my kind of closing um, uh, clip I want to show. Um, Doug, the finale of Doug on Nickelodeon, right. but it returned in '96 on, for on that ABC. stupid. 
Right, ABC slash Disney. Sunday mornings Disney's or some Saturday it's mornings. Stupid. Very stupid. It was stupid when it came yeah, back. Yeah, because Roger um, had like he had um, he wore a leather vest <laughs> instead of the yeah, leather like, jacket. The coloring was like off with some of the characters. Everything like it was, was off. Everything, it just different voices. It was stupid. Um, in Living Color ended oh. um, in 94. Uh, Star Trek The Next Generation ended in 94. Didn't know that. It started oh. in 87. The uh, Next Generation? Yeah. Yeah, the Patrick Stewart. I had it backwards. Yeah. Extra went from, from NBC to Fox recently. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. But it was NBC for like a number of years. Yeah. Okay. Love Connection ended with um, that guy who's like a known conservative Republican guy now. Oh, uh, the Chuck ho- Chuck Woolery. Woolery. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it came back in 1998, Love Connection. Um, the sitcom Dinosaurs finale oh, in 94. Devastating. <laughs> yeah. Devastating finale. Yeah. They, they get extinct. It's just going like the, yeah, crazy for a kid show. Clarissa, Clarissa explains it all. Ends in '94. Nothing more to explain. No. Uh, Garfield and Friends finale in '94. That cartoon show. Um, and do they okay. um do they roll that show on Mondays? <laughs> so like Mondays were a little bit easier. <laughs> and I uh, need to talk about this uh, this finale in '94. So. As I've been um, discussing the last few years with late night talk shows, um, right? Mm -hmm. With the rise of Jay Leno, right? Which we talked about, I believe, two years ago. And then the year after, Dennis, uh, uh, Dennis, uh, Dennis David Letterman. Letterman. Dennis Letterman. Dennis Letterman. Um, I know it's Because of the rise of these two shows, you get the cancellation of another one. Arsenio? Arsenio. Damn it. Gone too Uh, soon. uh, Gone too soon. I can't believe that. It was so hot. Okay, and this brings me into my Whoopi Goldberg thing that I mentioned before. So, the Arsenio Hall finale, um, definitely recommend watching the whole thing. It's like 45 minutes long. Um, Half the show is James Brown performances. (laughs) Like, he gets James Brown, like, on the show, and it's just James Brown performing for, like, most of the show. It's pretty sweet. Um, And then, like, the first, like, 10, 20 minutes of the show is, like, clips, famous stuff, like, that he went through. Um, and like, you know, guests he had uh, big moments on the show. Like I, I like from 1990, do you guys know about this? He got into like an altercation with somebody from queer nation in the audience. Have you ever read about I've this? I've seen this clip. Yeah. So that's from 1990 though. But like that was all these big moments, including the Bill Clinton saxophone. His line. It's one of, I always think of his line is like someone confronts him from the crowd and says, you're not booking enough um, people from the gay and lesbian community on your show. Right. Yeah. Gus Van, it's like, you should book Gus Van Sant um, on your show. And um, he goes, well, I don't know who Gus Van Sant is, but I know Elton John, and he came here, and he rocked the house. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very controversial right. moment. But essentially what he was saying is like, look, if they are saying and doing something interesting, yeah, I'll, and something right. new, I'll, I'll get them on the show. Like, it, it's it's fine. And like, so it was like, he, I don't he think he was necessarily. He, he felt yeah. he was unfairly uh, targeted, too, because right. he was a, bl- a black man. He, right. No, exactly. But I want anyway. to uh, play this clip from Elton the Arsenio John Hall finale. The um, also, earlier in the show, uh, Luther Vandross performs. It's really good. Um, but it's, yeah, it's mostly James Brown. 
Uh, and then clips like from the show. And oh, and there's a lot of famous people in the audience, like Wesley Snipes, Brandon. He's in the audience. Nice. Um, Shaq is in there. Wow. The Pointer Sisters. Can, can, can uh, you believe yeah. it's over? Like two years earlier, Bill Clinton got the big boost from this show, playing saxophone on a, on a show. Yeah, like, it's already over. I can't believe that. I think people just go. What I read is people just, you know, were watching Letterman and Leno, and they just stopped watching Arsenio. So I wanted to make sure to cover oh, yeah. this. Um, let's play the clip. All those black people on television. How scary is that for Paramount? Oh my! So he's interviewing, talking to Whoopi Goldberg, because she's been on the show a few times. Now this is called a trade paper. Trade, yes. In Hollywood, and I want to read to you what your company has written to you. After all these years of incredible conversation, we suddenly find ourselves speechless. Thank you, Arsenio, from all of us at Paramount. (laughs) 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 Yeah, they're calling out Paramount for canceling him. problem telling you it was time to go so they weren't speechless there and this is not an original thought you see because when mel blank passed away the double sheet in the paper said speechless so paramount at least be original okay this was the best thing you could have done she really stands out for him it's pretty it's a pretty cool like clip of interview yeah But you made it last. And when you look back at all those clips, which I was not in. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay, that's okay. You know, I was the guest that came many, 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 many times. That's okay. Because this is not about me, Arsenio. This is about you and what you have been able to do. Against all odds, okay, against all odds, you were not supposed to make it, but you did. And you did some things that people just weren't real comfortable with, and that's what television is supposed to be. So I'm sorry to see you go. Because even when I didn't like it, it still made me think, honey. Thank you. You know? She talks about her relationship a little bit. It's kind of funny. Um, I, I was being a smartass, and I, I mentioned your fiancé and yeah. all that kind of stuff. What, what kind of guy has hooked you now? <laughs> uh, wh- wh- what did this man have? Oh, you mean that I could talk about? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But you can use great heart. Great heart. Great heart. He's very nice and very sweet, and he really loves me, which is nice. Now, how do you know that? Because you know when somebody's blowing smoke in your butt. Mm, if you... you've had enough blo- smoke blown in your butt, oh. you'd start to recognize it. And I, I, what I didn't do that I usually do is I buy into it. And I didn't, I don't, I don't want to buy into stuff that's not good for me, you yeah. know? And he's, he's very calming. You know, we're potatoes. We watch Melrose play, funny, on Wednesday. <laughs> I mean, come on, Melrose play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> you know, and I sit there and discuss it like it's important stuff. <laughs> you know? Oh. He's just a good guy, just a nice Wait, watch. Man. Look what she's and pointing you know, at. on that other area that's so important. She's pointing out the boom mic like it's his dick. We're talking boots. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah. Alright, so I wanted to make sure to include that too. <laughs> I know it was a little long, maybe you can cut some of that out, but yeah. like already um, did, yeah. <laughs> already did. Um but yeah, that was uh just what I wanted to make sure to highlight from uh, the Arsenio Hall finale. Well, I love Whoopi. It's, it's sad to know that Arsenio got cut off too soon. Yeah. That's cool that she was talking real on the show. I, I like yeah, that. that was uh that's T V in ninety four. Um I've been talking a lot about late night in particular, so I needed to make sure to highlight Arsenio also. All right. Well, let's move on to my one of my last segments. All right. Flip over to the berets now to side B. It's the fashion side of the beret. <laughs> it's, the fas- it's the fashion segment. And um, while you're at it, too, why don't you uh, rip a pant leg as well? Because... Ooh. We are heading into the Rip Jean Davy Fashion Awards for a second year in the row. Fashion's biggest week. Second biggest week after Fashion Week. And uh, we got five amazing awards tonight. And so let's shred some denim and some awards. All right. Very, very good. So we have five amazing awards. We're so privileged to hand them out tonight. So first up is a very contentious award. It's the award for best suited handhold. And it goes to... Oh, by the way, before I, I, I do this, guys, go ahead over to Instagram and go to our Instagram page at Dan and Brave Presents. And there's a little fashion segment uh, picture uh, slideshow that I will upload, and you can follow along. You can see the award winners, uh, recipients, uh, as we do this segment. Scroll along with us. Here's the first award. Yes, yeah, so it's the um, uh, best suited handhold, and it goes to. There we go. Angela Bassett. Uh, she's adorned in a red. Hot red blazer and Janet Jackson in a head to toe white slash off white suit, and they're holding hands at the 66th <laughs> Academy Awards nominees luncheon at Beverly Hills Hotel in 1994. So they were both were nominated for awards at the Oscars this year for their roles in um, What's Love Gotta Do With It for Bassett and. Uh, Think poetic justice for Janet. And um, before heading into the luncheon, Janet said to Angela, <laughs> let's wait a while on this red carpet. I want to rack up some picks. And you Angela said, what's lunch got to do with it? Let's stay. <laughs> what's what's up, Brandon? Uh, uh, that was, I love that joke. That's a great joke. I'm gonna say for best suited handhold, this is this looks like a pair of hearts. Pair of hearts, yeah. Love, a lot of love. I love here. this. They look great. They're at the um, a career prime here, so it's cool to see them holding hands. They're great friends, <laughs> <laughs> and they're both suited up. They're both suited up. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, cool casual look. It's a a true a true suited <laughs> handhold. Looks like quite the flush. One of their hands is each 
is busy, so I don't know who's going to be holding the award. <laughs> but uh, they each have a open hand, so now, either one will this, do. So th this isn't... This is this is like a platonic hold, so you can call this a straight flush. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. As far wow. as we know, yeah. At least for the for the parameters of that joke working, then yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Also, maybe even a straight royal flush because they're Hollywood royalty. That is true. Yeah. Two queens. So how about this? The second award. I mean, I hate to leave these two, but we got to. We got to keep moving the show along. And Janet grew up at a full house. <laughs> oh, yeah, all of those kids. <laughs> yeah. Lots of brothers and sisters. Okay. Plus her parents. <laughs> yeah, they were there. <laughs> <laughs> she probably would say, you got it, dude. Because <laughs> she was like the baby of the bunch. <laughs> you got it, dude. <laughs> Here we go. So here's the second award. Uh the award for most stylin magazine debut. The mm. most stylin magazine debut. And it goes to the debut publication of In Style Magazine. Oh, Babs. <laughs> yeah, and we have um, this, this is a cover I'm showing right now. It's the June 1994 debut issue featuring Barbara Streisand. And uh, Ric Flair's lovely catchphrase, styling and profiling, took on a new deeper <laughs> meaning with this publication, which featured very stylish profiles of celebrities as diverse as John Travolta and Carrie Fisher. <laughs> but, I mean, in style, I mean, Barbara's looking really good in that uh, sweater, like tannish sweater and... Uh, these khakis on and like Uggs? She, she looks like she's wearing like Uggs, like her high socks. She like looks high... like she could be wandering in the backyard and then all of a sudden hop on a horse. Like she look, looks like right. Right. almost what a... jockey-ish. Jockish. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, jockey. Yeah. Uh, what, what month did you say this is for InStyle? June. June 1994. This like looks like a winter thing. Yeah, then it looks like I fall. Know. It looks fall like fall. Fall to winter. It does not look like June. Well, Maybe they're getting a early start. Uh, the fall in styles. So great award. I guess <laughs> we'll say Barbara um, can she can accept the award for in style. Yeah. And then we'll go to our third award. It is the most anti-hair fashion ad. The most anti-hair fashion ad award goes to. The supermodels who said no to fur. <laughs> I like the that. animal activist org organization. I like that it's the anti-hair. <laughs> <laughs> the animal activist organization People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, aka PETA, got two of the big five I was gonna say. supermodels, Christy Turlington and Naomi Campbell, to pose naked on naked on buck-ass billboards with the slogan, I'd rather go naked than wear fur. Anti-hair. They're kind of hashtag bold icons in their own way. And I love it. I'm, I'm <laughs> loving it. I'm, I'm living, living for, for it. it. Dan, I am living. Dan, are you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. I'm, uh, I can't stop looking at this picture. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
I'm enamored. Enamored in the anti-hair movement. <laughs> Speaking of anti-hair, oh. this next award is very pro-hair. Ooh. It's the award for friendliest hair frenzy. Friendliest, friendliest hair frenzy. <laughs> friendliest hair frenzy. Okay. And it goes to, I think you might know where this is going. Oh, the Rachel. Oh, of course. Wow. The Rachel from Friends hairstyle. Of course. Yeah. Which, the, yeah, 1994 saw the debut of TV show Friends. And um, the haircut ignited a hair revolution. Suddenly, her choppy layered locks became one of the most coveted and adored hairstyles. And is that why you envied. said it was a? Is that why you said it was a frenzy? Friendly frenzy. Yep. Very similar to a current Karen haircut. Right. Like Rachel evolves into the Karen. A Karen. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. First, I want to say weirdly at the at the very same time. The Ross, the Ross hairstyle became the least popular <laughs> hairstyle in America. Yeah, super annoying haircut. That, w- that was concurrent, but me in 2020, Dave Cologne says, this hair sucks. This hairstyle is stupid looking. The Rachel? Don't like it. Yeah, Don't think it's, it's that cool. It. I think of like a terrible, like Karen type woman. Yeah. Co-opted yeah. by Karens. Yeah. From Rachel to Karen. I don't like it. <laughs> like Jennifer Aniston, right? But um, nope. Anyway, thanks for showing up at the award ceremony, Jen. Okay, so the last award of the evening, which is always the most coveted, coveted of the cast, it is the the safest award season dress. The safest, safest award, award season, season dress, dress. Hmm. and it goes to. Ah. <laughs> Elizabeth Hurley's safety pin dress. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, when she accompanied then boyfriend and boy toy, Hugh Grant, to the four. Oh, sorry. It's not an awards show. Damn. I messed up. It's a premiere. Safest premiere season dress, I should say. Because yeah. it was at the four weddings and a funeral premiere. Uh-huh. Uh, the previously relatively unknown Elizabeth Hurley created a fervor in a black Versace number I, yeah. held together by several oversized golden safety pins. I remember hearing about that, that not oh. then, but recently that this was like a big part of her blow up to stardom. Right. Was, um, Interesting. And guess what? Three years later, who's calling? Mike Myers. Yeah, That's baby. Right. Yeah, baby. Awesome powers. And then Brendan Fraser, bedazzled. Yeah. <laughs> he calls right Her after. Her phone kept ringing after this. But um, all, I do know there was a lot of confusion that night because onlookers were saying, Hugh, Hugh, to try to get Mr. Grant's attention for photo opportunities. But at the same time, more bashful onlookers were also exclaiming, Hugh. Phew. Right before they fainted <laughs> at the sight of Elizabeth's scandalously titty, uh, titillating <laughs> costume. <laughs> when you uh, when read. you said when you said safest when you said yeah. safest outfit, Dave, I thought it was gonna be maybe like a bulletproof vest. <laughs> right, 
That's pretty safe. Well, that's yeah. that is um, traditionally a pretty safe outfit. Yeah. But this is the '90s, honey, and we're doing things a little bit differently, a little bit more bolder, bolder, and more beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's it for the fashion the fashion awards. So I'm gonna fashion my seatbelt to my car and that, drive that was- away. <laughs> <laughs> from the award ceremony. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. It's a stupid joke. Good to finish no, your thought. No, I'm just gone. I'm gone. And people are still, still at the place we're holding the uh, award ceremony. Kind of like baffled that the host just left. <laughs> but go ahead. No, I said you just finished your Hugh rant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, thank you. That's all. That's it for me. God, fashion keeps getting better and better every year. So the Rip Jean Davy Awards will be... I think we'll see them again. I think we'll see another great batch of awards for years to come. Love it. Yeah. Really enjoy this always. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Damn, 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 damn. And uh, we're going to move right into the other thing I do at the end. <laughs> It's the Where Are They Nows? Do you know the story? Yes. It is the 1980s Board Bills, Bill Bordaments, Singing Legends. The musicians yeah. that were featured in that in that uh, series we, we did last season on the show. And there are so many of them, and we like to catch up on what they're doing in these 90s years. So... For 1994, we have a great batch of stories, so let's do it. All right. The first story. He brought his own special thunder and mandolin rain to to Weather Channel music like no other in the 86 and 87 boardaments. It is Bruce Hornsby. Bruce Hornsby. He had a pretty promising 94 because this year, Hornsby was the very special presenter kind of like us <laughs> you gotta be like us for a day he was a very special presenter when the Grateful Dead were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 94 yeah <laughs> oh my god I would I would die to smell that room that night <laughs> <laughs> oh my god imagine I think you would die. Like, <laughs> yeah, actually die. Yeah, yeah. Gratefully die. Um, so that's what Hornsby's doing. He's he's buddies with the dead, and they decided who better to bring us into the Hall of Fame than our good buddy Bruce Hornsby. But that's Bruce Hornsby, '94. Pretty good year for him. But we also have this story. Um, this guy, he won it all with his stunning vocal performance in the 1988 Board Bills, Bill Boardment. Um, it is Paul Karak, uh, Danny's only 80s win. Love, love a good crack. But Paul Karak, what was he doing in 94? Well, after rejoining the band Squeeze a year earlier with Karak on vocals, the band re-recorded their hit, Tempted, for the soundtrack of the movie... Reality Bites. Oh, shit. And that was a great thing for them. But then, but then Crack once again left Squeeze at the end of the year. So just, just in for one year to re-record 
They just re-recorded the song. They just re- they didn't do it? any new songs. Just re-recorded their My biggest God. known song with him on vocals, and then he left. So. Can't avoid that song. <laughs> Karak just felt that Squeeze was suffocating him, really squeezing his style. <laughs> Trying to squeeze all the money from that song they that they cast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really were. Yeah, they really yeah. were. Um, yeah. Good for them. So Karak had a pretty promising year, and then we have this last main story. This is a big one. He left the 80s board bills, Bill Boardments, with a new appreciation from Danny and Brandy both. It is Silly Billy Idol. Uh, yeah. Big reappraisal of his talents after that uh, series last season. Definitely. Definitely. Well, in 94, Idol collapsed outside a Los Angeles nightclub due to an overdose on the drug... GHB. Oh. And GHB was a legal drug at the time and mainly used by weightlifters. So it's hmm. it's not clear why Billy was using it. <laughs> he's scrawny. He's like a bu- he's like a buck 20, all right? <laughs> all right, after the incident, Idol decided that his children would never forgive him for dying of a drug overdose. And he began to focus more on fatherhood. So that's good. He decided to turn his his life around. And then also this year, Idol and Steve Stevens, his guitar player, contributed a song to Speed. Hmm. The movie Speed. And the song itself was called Speed as Well. (laughs) Speed as Well. Speed as Well. I mean, it should have been GHB. (laughs) That seemed to be his drug of choice. But um, yeah. Idol did not want to release an album during this period because he was having a lot of problems with his record label. It was decided that he would owe the record company money if he produced anything. So EMI, his record uh, company, hired producer Glenn Ballard to work with him on a new project. But Idol battled the label over creative differences, and the album was put on hold. Idol tried to remain musically idle this year so he wouldn't get billied by his record company but uh pretty interesting story for him he he had a lot of interesting things happen to him yeah what a year um, well we hope to see him again in in the 90s board bills tournament but you got to release some music for us to cover your song so get to it billy and then I get, I'm going to quickly go over the albums that were released by 80s Board Bills Boardman artist that came out this year. Uh, we have three in the interest of time again. Okay, you previously gave him your love and adoration, but now you got to give him some soap. Because on March 8th, DLR wants to wash your filthy little mouth. It's the album Your Filthy Little Mouth by <laughs> David Lee Roth. He's back, baby. Okay, we're going to check out the song Cheatin' Heart Cafe by David Lee Roth. <laughs> 94. David, maybe you can help me without uh, going back and listening to the lyrics. Sure, what's up, Travis? You know what? Do we want to do everything in unison? <laughs> well, or do you want to you wanna swap back and forth? Well, how about if I take the first two lines and then you take the next two and we just rock on from there? Alright, he's doing he's doing it, man. <laughs> Still has that those pipes intact DLR forever. Okay. 
the next album, it sounds like this guy, he wants to see your C-O-C-K in the USA with this album title. <laughs> because on June 21st, C is a release of Dance Naked by John oh. Mellencamp. I know this album well. You know Dance Naked? My dad had this album, yeah. Well, do you know the title track, Dance Naked? Yep. Let's hear it. Kind of a heartbeat sound. I like that. You're kind because of, you're nervous because you're dancing naked. <laughs> I want you to dance naked. <laughs> so I can see you. I'd like to get to know you. And you don't have to act naughty. Spin round. No, thank you. <laughs> nope. Not for me. I want to see you dance naked. It's better. It's better than his other stuff. All right. It's better than hurts so good. What a pervert! What'd you say, Brandon? It's better than hurts so good and the other stuff that we listen to. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> you think so? I like that more. I think yeah. hurts so good is pretty great. I like it all, kind of honestly. But um, anyway, here's the last album. Finally, it's the hardest perspiring man in show business with a brand new Jack release. On June 28th, 1994. It's the album Get Up On It by Keith Sweat. Ah. And this next track is is especially special because it also features another 80s Boardman alumni, the very robotic Roger. Oh, of sweet. I Want to Be Your Man fame. Yeah. This is the Keith Sweat and Roger collab called Put Your Lovin' Through the, Through the Test on... The album, Get Up On It. Let's check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Just let me go down on you. <laughs> my god. <laughs> In now a we're robotic talking. voice. And now I we're think talking. Keith Keith has gotta be um careful because he sweats a lot. He he might get electrocuted <laughs> collaborating with that guy. I think DPS five just like broke a circuit. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's what we got for got from the artists of the Bordaments of the eighties. Everybody's doing great. I, I the '90s is promising <laughs> for '80s artists. It's it's yeah. uh, been proven again and again every single year. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. So God bless them, Brandon. Why don't you take us home? Damn, damn. Yeah. Final segment. This is the uh, probably again soon to be retired segment where I'll try to figure out something else <laughs> to do with it. This is the in memoriam in in borneum segment segment where talk about some of the people that we lost the bornament and some of the people and then the people that were um uh born now I, I i did start off this segment by trying to thematically match them uh now i guess i've transitioned to trying to do it in real time uh on the show <laughs> to see if i can make it happen uh so all i did was copy a list of names an equal amount of names of born and died the reason that this will probably be retired is because 
we're getting to the point where there's not going to be that many celebrities that I'm very familiar with because it's starting to just be social media influencers and Disney Channel people and uh, a lot of K-pop stars that I don't know. Well, so. maybe you can take this time to like educate yourself about some of the young <laughs> yeah. talents of today. Perhaps. Uh, but for this year, we've got a group of names that I think I can match up. So let's see um, how I can do this. So we lost uh, President uh, R Richard Nixon. Uh, Richard Nixon passed away in 1994. I am not alive. He is not alive. I am not alive. He, he said famously, I am not alive. And he is not a liar, <laughs> too. He said, I'm not a crook. But, you know, his whole thing is about is being lying. And uh, so looking at someone that is born, we have born this year is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, everyone's lying if they say that he doesn't travel uh, because he does. Even, <laughs> though, even though he's really good with his strides, he still takes more than two steps a lot of the time. So you're lying if you think that's not true. Yeah, but there's the gather. There's the gather. Listen, which whatever. Is, he, which is not a step. He, yeah. did a lay, he did a layup from half court last year, so <laughs> I, I don't want to hear it. He's very, he's a lot of length. <laughs> a lot of length, yeah. Okay, Long so. Legs. Um, <laughs> I, that guy has traveler checks. <laughs> John Candy passed away. Uh, ah, before, ah, damn. That is Great. not sweet. Yeah, not, it is not sweet, but what, uh, let's see. Okay, okay, well. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, John Candy, famous actor, you know, in a lot of comedy films. But maybe candy for some is the feet of Margaret Qualley, the daughter of Andy McDowell, whose feet were featured in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino. That's like candy to him. Uh-oh. Wait, so who's born? <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't catch who was born. Margaret Qualley. She, oh, Okay. She's she, she, she's like heavily her feet are heavily featured in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so this is going great. Uh, we have Peter Cushing who died, um, the actor who played Grand Moff Tarkin in Star Wars and oh, you nice. know, resurrected in uh, Rogue One. You know uh, the digital version of him. So he is a British uh, premier actor, and of course. Uh, born this year is British premier actor Harry Styles, uh, star of Dunkirk. So there we go. <laughs> nice. Uh, and that's what he's known for. Uh, Kurt Cobain died. We've talked about uh, on the in the past. Famous musician who was murdered by his oh, girlfriend fuck. with a gun, and also you're, you're talking about you're talking about Kurt from It Couple, Court and Kurt. <laughs> yeah, she killed him with a gun. And uh, wow. also born with a gun is Lil Uzi Vert. Oh, nice. Nice. Wow. Yeah. He's a son of a gun. Uh, died this year, Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, famous <laughs> famous serial killer who... Uh, uh, tragic. Uh, entrapped <laughs> young men and poured a homemade acid into their brains to try and uh, make them into zombies. And, uh, of course, born this year is the singer and star of a video that the internet seems to think is about uh, underage sex ring Justin Bieber with food and young boys. Uh, so that's how that gets tied together. Um, uh, Dom and Dahmer. Dom, <laughs> well, did, did um, Dahmer ever eat the people or no? Yes, he did. 
and Justin Bieber just put out a single, Yummy. That's what the song I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, Yummy. Yep. So, uh, maybe Yummy. 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 <laughs> uh, John Wayne Gacy, another celebrity set, uh, serial killer who killed mm. young boys. Uh, but this time, uh, this time he dressed as a clown. He was known as a neighborhood clown. And, uh, you know, Born This Year is one of my heroes. And who gets called a clown by Twitter is Joel Embiid, uh, my, 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 my guy from the 76ers. Because he's, you know why they call him a clown? Because he's not afraid to just have a personality and say what's on his mind. And he's funny and he just trolls and he cries and it's okay to cry. Um, so that is, yeah, but if you, but if you cry and you're a clown, you're going to smear your makeup. You're going to smear your makeup. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's ears of a clown. I don't really Great song, yeah. Okay, here we go. I can do this one. Harry Nielsen died. Rest in peace. Great singer songwriter. Um, he has, you know, his famous song, Without You. And uh, born this year is uh, Shorsha Ronan, who's become one of my favorite actors. Uh, and so, you know, I don't want to live in a world without her now because I'm a big fan. So there you go. That's Great. it. Shorsha Ronan. Shorsha Ronan. That's the end of that segment, probably forever. Um, it's no good. It's no fun. You keep saying that, man, and you keep, <laughs> keep naming great back. people. Great people. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer. Damn, damn, damn. Um, all right. Well, that's it. You know, we. This is actually. Uh, this is the fourth one. Right? Yeah, ninety-four. So we're almost at the midway point of the decade. Um, we are. We're, and, just, we're at it. Well, I guess next year will be the midway point. Well. The crossing over from this year to the next year. 95 will be the, the midway point. We've done this debate before, this and, before. I hate it, and I hate it every no, time. 94 and 95 are equally as mid. Equally in the middle, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah so, so we're going from one side of the middle to the other. Yeah, we're crossing yeah. over the mid. Crossing over. And, you know, as we get into uh, the later parts of the, the decade, we're going to have more personal experience with a lot of this stuff uh, because we'll have been older and more aware mature of, of that stuff but now it's time to go because it's the end of the show and the show is Dan and Bray presents Dan and Bravo uh, and I'm presenter Brandon and at this point in time I was five. Oh yeah uh, presenter Danny here presenter number two second best or second worst however you want to look at it um, presenter Danny I was yeah I was also five years old you, see, you are the midpoint between the two presenters. Right. Yeah. And that cannot be disputed. You're both 94 and 95. Midpoint guy. And I am uh, presenter Dave Cologne. I was born in 1988. That means in 1994, I turned six. But for the major majority, I was five. So why don't we use our fives, all three of us, <laughs> yeah, use, use our, our five fingers and give a nice cold wave to the listeners and say goodbye. goodbye. We'll see you at the Board Bills tournament next week. Rest in peace. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, we got we to gotta run for us, run. Bye-bye. Bye. 
Thank you and TY for listening to Dan and Brave Presents. You can follow us on Twitter at Dan and Brave and on Instagram and Facebook at Dan and Brave Presents. God bless you all. And long live Dan and Brave.